Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Tuesday, August the 16th, I'm Eddie Erg on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 number to call in. Actually, we'll hold that off for the third hour, and we'll, of course, do text and calls directly at 550-5500. Not sure why I'm coming up as uh, Dr. Summers, but uh, take care of that uh, real quick. There it is. The, the, the Dr. Summers thing is gone. We have... The Rock of Talk and happy birthday, 50th birthday to the Dowd 3000 here in the Kiva. Dowd, happy birthday, sir. And how are you? I appreciate this? that, uh, Mr. Aragon. And I appreciate everybody online and, and emails and just uh, on rockoftalk.chat, just people uh, texting, calling, you know, smoke signals. Oh, that's offensive. I can't say smoke signals, though. You know, whatever, tin, tin cans with the, the string connected. Uh, reaching out and a lot of them are uh, people connected to this audience so uh, very very careful and uh, very grateful and what I uh, people I've been starting to ask what have you learned uh, living half a century uh, my mother sent me a card and said the you've only just begun we've only uh, just, just begun, begun. Um, oh I could I almost made a really off-color joke right then about Karen Carpenter but I'll move on from that what have I learned in 50 years folks when you go to the grocery store and you get the cart and a couple steps into the grocery store, you notice that there's a defective wheel and it's kind of like oh, you yeah. know, clogging you right. or, or, or it's making the kick clickety clack sound. Okay. You think, oh, this is not annoying. This is, uh, you know, I'm just getting a few items anyway. I'll be in and out of here. Stop. Turn around, bring the cart back and get a operate, fully operational one. I think that's the only thing I can say with the 100% certainty. Uh, the little bit of wisdom I've learned in 50 years on the, on this earth, but take take that uh, for the value it has, young people. Um, I can say with absolute certainty that's the right call to make. Uh, we uh, we <laughs> learn a lot from doubt, and I want to say this on behalf of everybody who's fortunate enough. I will. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time with doubt, his write ups, what he's doing. Uh, best present uh, that you could possibly give him is a subscription to Rock of Talk Chat. That enterprise 100% supports Dowd in the Kiva. And thankfully, there are enough people to go ahead and keep him here. And uh, at some point in his life, he's going to make some money. Uh, and the way to do that second is... Second half of my life. Yeah, second half. <laughs> since we've only just begun. Uh, and please subscribe. It is a, a great subscription. He works hard on it. I think for the very first time, you could say that he's in business for himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that. And many of you like that. And of course, you can get our radio show uh, approximately about 7.30 with the blasts that come in directly into your email. So then you can share it and give it to people and tell other people to share by gift subscriptions, et cetera. Best thing that you can do is exactly that. Subscribe directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. And um, a couple of things I kind of want to say about doubt on his birthday. I'm going to say a lot of positive things and some other things that are going to be more fun and just noticeable. And then of course going to get to his write-ups over the last week. I think uh, we're tracking on three. So we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Plus some of the other sorted items that he has uh, sent to me, as you know, I can spend the entire three hours talking uh, <laughs> literally to myself and did it for He's more than qualified for this job. <laughs> five than... and a half years. Uh, I got a lot of notoriety yesterday, which was pretty cool. But today's doubt's day. 
And uh, that was, of course, for the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul finale, I, I guess. Which I'm happy to say that a lot of people saw it on uh, various websites, including the uh, Fox News site uh, itself. But uh, what are your parents' names? What's mom and dad' name? Uh, Tom and Sharon. Tom and Sharon. Tom and Sharon, you have produced a, a wonderfully talented and gifted young man, um, even at 50 years of age. Uh, his years that 18,250 years uh, days on this earth. Uh, Feels like uh, I've been it, fighting government for 18,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, in my opinion, he is far younger than the number of days he's lived, yet far wiser than the number of days that he has lived. And uh, I very much appreciate uh, your son, as does the city of Albuquerque, to which uh, I extend this gift on behalf of each and every one of our listeners, our advertisers, our haters, our lovers, and anybody else who wants to consider themselves a part of the Kiva community. Dowd and I had the good fortune of meeting uh, when he stopped in, and um, without so sounding like it was love at first sight, uh, I will tell you, it was someone that I was immediately like, I recognized him as somebody that I wanted to work with uh, from day one. And I think Dowd could also probably say the very same thing. Now, I don't know that Dowd and I would consider each other uh, quote unquote, good friends or even friends at that. We are good partners. We are tremendous, I think, broadcasters, particularly together. And uh, Dowd's skill set is completely 180 degrees uh, from my own. Dowd has uh, served uh, his communities, in which he has, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Thank you to Bernie Smith, uh, all of uh, Thank you, I don't sir. Know what he is, 89, 90 years the youngest 90-year-old uh, uh, man that you will find uh, out there. And uh, the, young, the young man at 90 years of age came in. He shares my birthday, by the way. Um, and he uh, extended his appreciation for Dowd. And, you know, I was uh, buried and inundated with uh, various things. And Dowd and his uh, broadcast pursuits has been outlawed out in uh, Connecticut, you know, kicked off the air, been uh, pushed out. Um, he uncomfortably calls attention to uh, inconvenient truths, which I believe that the facts are the facts. They aren't his, um, but for him finding it and for him putting it out there and for him calling it out is a gift that I think is magnified or more pronounced in a city such as ours, I, I should say, um, where... We cover up the truth at every turn where corruption rages rampant, if you will, uh, in our community. And a doubt is uh, uniquely situated to address what ails us if and only if and when you find him paying attention to those things that just bother him. Whether it's a politico, whether it is a fight uh, that has uh, unable to be conquered, uh, doubt has been the person who has been I think uh, best position to take advantage of that um, behind my guard and with my guard and with my cooperation and sometimes even me behind him and the things that he is talking about as he oftentimes extends things where I haven't often paid attention about. I probably wouldn't have looked forlorn into space uh, without uh, the attention of doubt at that. And for that, he was, I think, Richly rewarded by meeting the last man, literally, to walk the moon, who is alive to this uh, very day, Mr. Jack Schmidt. And um, I want to extend um, our gratitude 
and our best wishes here on this wonderful 50th birthday. And uh, Dowd has not often taken the time for himself, so he'll be doing that all next week and a well-deserved uh, extended vacation to um, the Las Vegas, Nevada, or the Meadows, as uh, it should be known. Uh, and uh, I want to wish you happy birthday. So you'll join me all in uh, wishing Dowd a very happy birthday by saying happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Dowd. Happy birthday, dearest Dowd. Happy birthday to you. Happy 50th, dear sir. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Eddie. I, uh, I, as I've said, I'm not being hypocritical. I'm allowing everybody. I've, I've decided to swim with the tide on this one. Right. When you hit a big birthday, 50, uh, I don't think birthdays are for adults, and I'm not going to celebrate 51, but people want to celebrate 50, and, and it is, you know, half century. If I do it all over again, it'll be 100 yeah, years for me, but... Uh, you know, the reason the anyone in the audience knows about me is because of the guy on the other side of the glass there, folks, who I met spring of 2016. So we're we're, we're really uh, over six years uh, now. At the time, I was working for this phony baloney think tank that's uh, kind of a bust out operation run by a scammer. Uh, don't ever give a dollar to the Rio Grande Foundation. And I wasn't allowed to do media, uh, despite the fact that I'd probably spent 20 years doing media, television and radio and and all sorts of various appearances, public speaking. So I wasn't allowed to do media. For some reason, I was allowed to come in for a media appearance with the uh, with the uh, president, more like owner of this organization. So I was sitting uh, very close, just to my right. I was sitting six years ago, and I made some kind of lengthy diatribe against the taxpayer-funded economists at the BBER here in New Mexico. And yeah, I looked Beaver, up I and through, through the glass, yeah. and he was looking at me, and our eyes met, and he, he had the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. And we had just met, and Eddie's a much more emotional person than I am. I would never say this about anyone. And he said, he was just sort of shaking his head, not in negativity, but positivity. And he said, I love doubt. And I looked over to my thought, I think we're going to be good good yeah. pals. Um, so again, that was over six years ago. And uh, we, we do bring very, very different attitudes, perspectives, habits uh, to, to our work. But I think, uh, I think it, it, it somehow manages to provide value for the listeners yeah. and the subscribers. And I think where Eddie and I, who are just very, I mean, we don't even communicate the same way. I, on, I only want to communicate with email and Eddie only wants to talk to people on the phone. I mean, like there's no I hate commonality exactly. right. at all. <laughs> and I think we keep different hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eddie's <laughs> extroverted. I've introverted. There's just so many, so many differences. But I think there's a core common ground of a real resentment and hatred toward hypocrisy, corruption, the, the predation of taxpayers, not, not just here in New Mexico. New Mexico is one of the worst examples in the country by far, maybe the worst example. Like, as you know, I call it Louisiana in the desert frequently. <laughs> um, and I think I that's that. been the guide star of, of the last two, well, two, two years, two months. And, and to the extent that we focus on that and don't care about the more superficial stuff, I think we do really, really good work. And uh, I don't know, people out there in listener land seem to like it, Eddie. So let's yeah. keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. How about uh, as long as we possibly can and as long as you will give us. And uh, I will say as long as the good Lord gives us and uh, Dowd, as he was complimented very faithfully, what is faith? And he says, is it, 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 remember, Dowd's an atheist and Dowd thinks of this whole entire thing as just having faith that the umbrella is going to be there. Is that, was that what he said on the, the comments? I thought that was very yeah. cool. So uh we all, we're, we're birds of a different feather, but we are flocking together for the same purpose, to light the torches of liberty throughout uh, this forlorn land, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Dowd has picked uh, quite the extensive little playlist, and he knows how much I enjoy, you know, 
choosing the music, singing, dancing, have a great time. That is what become the rock of talk. And here's a little Diamond Dogs from uh, old uh, David Bowie back in the day. Deep and cut, deep uh, cut. These are all deep cuts. Uh, where did this come from, D-Down Musk? Uh, David Bowie. He had a whole album, album, Diamond Dogs, but this is one of his songs. It's just a funky Bowie 70s song, and it's got dogs in it, so I must love it. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick listen before we uh, jump into the show. Little Diamond Dogs uh, here from David Bowie, a deep cut as he refers to it. rock and roller of all time there he is david bowie singing uh diamond dogs uh the doubt unleash a tire uh, list of songs and we're going to get to each and every one of them to celebrate uh his uh 50th and doubt's been unleashing quite a bit in the uh, workload as of late uh, we'll get to some of his articles uh, that he's released and uh of course uh, get back into the <clears throat> swing of things as the attack on donald trump continues and the attack on uh, your freedoms continue and uh, folks, I'm telling you, things are shaking up like I have never seen them, and neither have you. And I'm glad that you're listening to our commentary on all this. And we're going to let Dowd sort of pull from uh, his treasure trove of uh, great write-ups as he's had over the uh, last week. Three that we didn't get to, but uh, Dowd, uh, I know that you're spending an awful lot of time doing some other things, uh, sort of uh, plucking, what was it, uh, plucking the quills of the nest, plucking the nest, getting things ready so for more write-ups. Uh, this week, you're spending some time with the uh, the Doom, the Legion of Doom out there. <laughs> I uh, am. Uh, it is the briefing for industry. I believe it's the Professional Aerospace Contractors Association of New Mexico. Uh, Eddie, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I do know, but I can't say over the air how the hell I ever am allowed into this event. We, uh, you know, <laughs> They don't know uh, how much you disagree with on, them. On the no. morning. Well, I, actually, no. I, and I say it all the time. I, I, if you are working on the nuclear deterrent, at the National Laboratories, you have my full support. I think we need a nuclear deterrent. If you're working on Mars rovers and biotechnology, you should be in the private sector. That's that's the distinction I made. But so I started oh, today. Oh, nice! I like that. I started today with a briefing on the nuclear triad and the prospects of a nuclear annihilation. Uh, that's how I started the morning of my 50th birthday uh, down at the Hotel Albuquerque, Albuquerque, which is a very they got a nice facility over there uh, in Old Town. Uh, and uh, again, I'm still not exactly sure why they're letting me in. But uh, there was a picture, the top Pentagon official had a picture of Putin, Xi Jinping, and uh, little, little Kim, or Little Little Kim, the three of them. And uh, Not he, the rapper, folks, so relax. He said, uh, I, I don't know that this was helpful for our foreign relations, a senior Pentagon official saying this, but he called them these dirtbags. Wow. Uh, and then he said, uh, I, we have a nuclear deterrent so hmm. that when they wake up every morning and say, how are we going to take on the United States? Uh, we deter them from doing anything. So was um, he beating his chest? Was he, I, I, you know, was he, uh, you know, getting things, uh, talking about his uh, Corvette in the, in, right. in the, in the, you know, out on the parking lot? What, what I mean, how does a guy get amped up like that by uh, calling 
you know, like he's calling these guys out. Like I would say WWE. He, he found a a his home in the U.S. Air Force Strategic Command Nuclear Deterrent Nuclear Security Enterprise because had that individual uh, been uh, hired by the State Department to work in diplomacy, I don't think to referring people to <laughs> dirt bags. I'm not very diplomatic myself. The, um, the Eddie Aragon School of Diplomacy. <laughs> there I see. Go, yeah. there so that that's all this week. So I'll, I'll be a little frazzled this week. We got but but we have a good friend of the show who was able to get me in somehow that event and i um got my spaceport america stuff yesterday when i went to ah, check in um, the spaceport america launching headlong into their uh new enterprise which is uh, an astronaut space camp yes. no doubt this is politically driven down yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. spaceport america just in time for the elections uh, creating enough of a distraction uh, i often wonder over the last couple of months when the virgin galactic the non-entity that is virgin galactic announced a deal to build carrier planes in what west virginia and mississippi and then announced a manufacturing facility in arizona i think our governor placed a call to senior management at virgin galactic mm, in no an doubt. election year and said yeah. you damn well better announce something here toot sweet mm -hmm. yeah well we, they did announce a significant number of new jobs in arizona yep. yes that's uh, correct folks uh, not in new mexico but they do have a black scholars program oh, which I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very excited i didn't learn about that until today for so, the uh yeah. 2.4 percent of black people here yes uh, okay got it and, you have to be black though have, yeah. to, be. have well, to be have to be speaking of we should probably take a little feather in the cap doubt and i spent a significant amount of time uh, calling out the black lives matter attention that was geared uh, from a very woke organization and no, it's not the type of organization that is a, uh, what, what do you say, NFT, non-fictional, uh, something or other. Yeah, yeah. And Neil Stevenson comes up with these uh, new little quips, and, and all of a sudden they're uh, launched headward into, you know, the lexicon. I figure that's what Neil Stevenson's all about. But um, long story short, uh, D. Dowd, after significant exposure on one of his write-ups, uh, we can claim a nice victory here. Uh, Black Lives Matter removed. From the organization known as, no, not the Better Business Bureau. No, the New Mexico United and uh, a, the uh, the head uh, uh, head guy, Peter Travesiani. Dad, what can you tell us? Yeah, uh, Peter. Uh, Peter's all in on Pride Week and BLM. Remember, folks, back uh, when the cities were burning and we were told they were peaceful protests? And then, <laughs> right. of course, it didn't pose so any public health risk, which could go out and hit people over the head and shoot people. I think, Eddie, there's debate about whether you can classify a person who died during those riots, like would they have died normally with that violence? Sure. So right. I, I think there's rational people can conclude that there was something like 20 to 35 deaths in those riots. Uh, uh, you know, some quite violent, some accidental. I think there was one guy who had the peaceful a, protest. The peaceful protest. Yeah. His building was burned, and he had a little apartment above his store, and he died in that. So people died. Nobody, nobody in the media will ever talk about that. He but died peacefully. Twenty died. Or, yeah, he died very smoke inhalation will kill you very peacefully and calmly. So anyway, back then, uh, around that time, the craziness of Saint George of Fentanyl when he when he chose to leave us when he was assumed into heaven. Uh, along, along with other deities, <laughs> to the right um, of uh, to, to the right of Saint Peter. By the absolutely, way. rest George, in power. Uh, Saint, Saint George, George went through the gates. Uh, Saint Peter uh, <laughs> referred to his right. He did, and, and without you know, Officer, what's his name there, Chauvin? How, how could we have had the martyr? That nine we had? minutes I mean, of we, pain of hell. Yeah, like um, the nine circles of uh, of hell for Dante. And and so anyway, the, the the violence rages, and Black Lives Matter puts out a uh, list of uh, ways to help. So it's literature, research, uh, active, and actually the uh, New Mexico United called it an activist toolkit, which also oh, included they, they information for an attorney. If you commit acts of violence and you get arrested, here's the guy to call who happened to also be a Democratic 
state senator, um, checked out the, the the Black Lives Matter toolkit uh, on the website, folks. That URL, that universal resource mm-hmm. locator, yes, uh, it takes you to a 404 error, oh, error oh, and oh, it oh. doesn't exist anymore. 404 and the 505. And let's not forget Mr. Peter Trevesiani was uh, leading us out of the clutches of death with the uh, COVID rehabilitation, economic development rehabilitation program. He headed that up with uh, none other than Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, itself. Uh, how's that working out? Our unemployment rate, uh, I believe, uh, eight, is eight it months five, in a row. Six? Worse oh, than the we're country. at eight. Yeah, eight the months. Ocho. We find out Friday if we're nine. So. Oh, there we are. Well, three quarters of a year in uh, numero uno. So more of those uh, great write-ups, of course, you could always find uh, directly at be becoming a subscriber, no less. D. Dowd's birthday. Uh, please uh, take advantage of this by uh, making sure that uh, you give him a birthday present by subscribing to his enterprise www.rockoftalk.chat at sundown betty carter not sure if i've ever heard this one but oh, dowd's got another big funeral. hit that uh, he we're gonna play this one at your funeral yep okay. in 50 years <laughs> in 50 years you're gonna make it to hundy there we go there's a little betty carter and the modern sounds of betty carter at sundown every little breeze is sign of love i'm dying at Sundown. Every little bird is resting and feather nesting at sundown. Each little robot is sleeping while shadows are creeping in a little cottage cozy. The world seems rosy at sundown, where a loving smile will greet me and always meet me at sundown. I seem to sigh, I'm in heaven, when night is falling and love is calling me home. Calling you home, there it is. Love those big bands. You know, I, I'm going to hire an entire fleet of black women to cry at my uh, part of uh, my final, uh, you know, when I hit my final resting place. On uh, the front row, I want Sid, six large black women crying their eyes out for With Eddie the gospel robes on? Yes, okay. I want the whole thing. What do you think? I no, think I, I mean, I, 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 another lesson at 50, I've learned I'm a terrible white supremacist. I, I voluntarily moved to the state that has like the <laughs> second or third lowest percentage of white people in it voluntarily. Uh, a clear majority of the music I like is from uh, people of, of uh, yeah. African ancestry. I'm a terrible white supremacist. Yeah, no good really, at it. You all. really are. You know. uh, let's speak about uh, some. Uh, this is part of your birthday gift, uh, Dad Musk. I'd like to extend a special thank you for your birthday cake that you received with all of one candle, which will blow out at the end of this uh, great show, and you and I will share a little bit of cake. But very special thanks to our wonderful Nancy. Uh, for giving you a birthday cake, uh, deep down, Moscow. a lovely woman who may have saved my life uh, 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 back in January. Uh, people might remember I fell and cracked the skull in the side of the the tub when I was taking a shower. I slipped and fell horribly. I, I came to uh, the studio that day to broadcast because I'm a professional. And Nancy was here, <laughs> and she took mercy on me. She put the cold compress on my head. She said, "What you need to do is go home. You need no stimulation in the brain. You need to turn the light love level low." You shouldn't be listening to your political Generally, stuff. just another day in your life, right? Levels, but, but no, but she said no nope. work. I okay. sat up in bed, which, you know, I, 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 I rarely even climb into bed. You know, I'm 
I'm a more machine than man, but um, like a Borg. Remember Seven of Nine? I would recharge, recharge in, the, yeah. in the pod there. Yeah. yeah um, but uh, that woman may have saved my life because I, uh, in the days to come, the, I talked to you know full-time medical professionals in Corrales because I know a lot of rich whitey in Corrales. I'm, I'm the poor whitey who takes care of rich whitey's dogs in Corrales. And they basically told me the same thing. Low stimulation, low light, uh, stay away from computer screens. And we got through the the potential cracked skull. So I owe Nancy, as much as I appreciate the cake, uh, back in January, she may have saved my life. Well, thank you, Nancy. And thanks for Dowd's 50th birthday cake. I think it's chocolate on chocolate. Speaking oh, of, baby. Uh, white she knows me all too well. Yeah, there it is. Uh, speaking of uh, famous people who uh, went at sundown at the age of 50, Dowd. Uh, so you make it through here and you make it past all the greats, including the great Steve McQueen, who died at the age of 50 on November 7th, 1980. You are beating Steve McQueen okay. at his own game. Don't uh, tell me the Wilford Brimley story. Please don't tell me the Wilford Brimley story. I don't know what the Wilford Brimley there's story is. <clears throat> there's, 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 there's some age, I think it's in your early 50s, where mm. you are older than Wilford Brimley was when he filmed Cocoon. And they were all supposed to be senior citizen retirees. I've seen this. In the headlines multiple times, they'll say, oh, uh, uh, Tom Cruise just passed his Wilford Brimley date. So-and-so just passed their Wilford Brimley date. We think of Wilford as an old, pudgy man in Florida. Apparently, he was um, not so old. It may have been pudgy, but he wasn't so old there. So I don't ever want to know my Wilford Brimley date. I know it's approaching very, very quickly. Well, uh, it took a while for him to actually expire, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, lived until the uh, ripe old age of it looks like you to 2020 in St. George, Utah, oh. a great place at the age of 85. Okay. He, he went down in the month of August. Okay. Speaking of sundown, August 1st, 2020 in St. George, Utah, and uh, no longer doing the Quaker Oats or the Wilford Brindley or my favorite role for him was never, was never cocoon. It's sit down Hobbs. <laughs> That's right. When he told uh, Robert Redford, Losing the, is mental. the greatest, uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, the natural. Very good. Also uh, dying on this day. Uh, you might remember uh, <clears throat> Andrew Cunanan. Uh, no, the man who killed Gianni Versace That's was Andrew Cunanan. Uh, Versace dying at the age of 50 years of age. So you'll outlive and Of course, him. the big one is, uh, you know who, the king, the king of them all. That's right. On the uh, toilet. Uh, you know, not, not, not a dignified end uh, in 1977. So He I, did I not share. make it to 50. No, he did not. No, he uh, died at the uh, ripe old age of 42. All those peanut butter and banana sandwiches are not good for you. And there's a little, I don't know trepidation when it comes to how he actually died did he die in the toilet or he did he die in the bathroom um as the legend goes um you know he's always uh on the pot naked and his girlfriend yep. found him priscilla but, had um, cleared out by then yeah. yeah she is she's done but she's now running the show uh, over at grace oh boy, Fish, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he forgot to in the midst of him not sleeping he forgot a few other things like to redesign the will not for priscilla and uh lisa who uh was married to another man who died at the age of uh, 50. Uh, none other than, and who also was drug addicted. You have the king of rock and roll. Well, you also have the king of pop. And the man who has actually made more money dead than alive, uh, $2.1 billion. Uh, <clears throat> got lots of legal fees that he has to pay for. Michael Jackson. That's right. Uh, he dies at the age of 50 on June 25th, 2009, I remember that day, and uh, born on August 29th, also another August uh, baby uh, right there. But back to the legend, uh, he may not have died on the pot. He may have actually died uh, when he was reading a book 
and he was reading a book about the Shroud of Turin. Wow. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, the Shroud that. of Turin, yes, he was a very spiritual man. Oh, yes. He was about to transfer from Christianity, you know, Southern Gospel, Southern Baptist, uh, if you will, uh, to, believe it or not, folks, Mormonism. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Elvis was on his way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, once you go polyamorous, uh, it suddenly comes into your wheelhouse to possibly be a polygamist, you know. Elvis uh, I probably see how there's advantages to making that switch. It and, could have and, been and yeah. still believe in, in, in the good Lord. So uh, there you go. Uh, on this day back in 77, which would make it five years old. Yeah. It would be uh, all of 45 years ago, Elvis Presley at Graceland. And the, uh, the world wept two days later. They buried him. And uh, boy, some people have still seen Elvis apparently alive. Bernie Mac dying at the age of 50. Oh, you know, that's true, yes. Yeah, Bernie Mac went down uh, on August 9th. That's right, August 9th, 2008. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't figure out if it was, uh, anyway, uh, poor Bernie Mac went down. Nicholas II, uh, very famous, uh, July 17th, 1918 yeah, in uh, St. Petersburg. He, he died along with a, a bunch of other very close family members. It was a, it was a multiple mass murder. Uh, a, a big one, uh, certainly in my family, uh, not yours, but uh, in mine. But uh, Catherine of Aragon went down. Yeah, Henry VIII, I believe that she was his second. Is that was Catherine's Sounds number right, two? Yeah. I think she was number two. And uh, they, you know, Henry died from a, a terrible, terrible bout of gout. Uh, yeah, he just uh, after it, he had he was he was the eighth. But did he have six or seven wives? I forget exactly how many wives that that man. Seven. Leif Erikson, the great. The great Nordic conqueror. Yes, uh, 1020 AD on this day. Or excuse me, f at 50 years of age. Six uh, wives. Yeah, yeah. And then the very famous, what started it all in the uh, age of 50, the 50 club. We have the 27 club. Oh, yeah. Here's the uh, the people who died at the age of 50. Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, not the not the rock group. Uh, the thing that kicked off World War One, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, dying on June the 28th. Damn Serbian nationalist. Yeah, and Graz. Austria is where he was born and uh, dying on June the 28th of uh, 1914. Other famous people who died at the age of uh, 50. Bolvern, Avern. Yeah, Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Yeah, did you know that? Hey, Vern, how are you? Vern, come on, Vern. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And one of the best looking men in all of Hollywood, the great debonair Errol Flynn. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. he went uh, down at the age of uh, 50. And uh, let's not forget, Dowd. Uh, maybe the most famous or most well-known, especially if you were in the late 70s, early 80s. The plane, the plane. Oh, Hervé, Hervé. Hervé That's right. And uh, two other people I think of incredible note. In fact, probably the most well-known of all uh, would be Virgil. Yeah. Dying at uh, 19 AD, September 21st. 19 and then rod serling in the twilight zone so if you you made it past 50 as uh, you now have d dowd muska uh and i think that's uh pretty awesome gustav Mahler, amongst a few other people you will surpass and let's not forget billy mays hayes uh, no we're not talking about that you might stay be, away from that cocaine yeah <laughs> he went he went robert uh, palmer at 54 very young oh yeah yeah but that's uh 54 so let's uh let's let's, Ooh, yeah. let's not yeah. tempt fate and all that well Eddie, i mean it's weird i feel uh when i have golden retrievers in my life and i get out in the sun and i walk in the bosque every day and i mm -hmm. get to have freedom intellectual freedom to do my work and i more or less can pay my bills 
this might be the healthiest as an adult because kids are crazy healthy. You can, you know, a kid can fall out a window and, and break an arm and heal it in, in a week, you know, but or, as an or adult, eat their snot and they, they, they do that. Maybe that's why their immune systems are so good. But as an adult, I might, this might be the healthiest I've ever been as an adult at Bravo. a time Bravo. in the last two and a half years when um, I've been constantly told by uh, authoritative sources that I'm uh, about to die from a respiratory virus. Yeah. Hmm. Bucking the trend there, sorry. Yeah, you are bucking uh, more than a few trends in uh, many number of ways. And one of the things that we actually uh, enjoy and have in common is uh, a movie that I love probably just about more than anything else. And no, not for the scene that you all want to see, uh, folks. Uh, that would be <clears throat> the great Southern Australian uh, actress in this movie called Mulholland Drive. And oh, doubt I've told you about this woman. How many times? It's uh, one of my favorites. Uh, this is Camila Rhodes, fictional character Already? in Mulholland Drive. Bring her in. Singing, I've told back. every little star. Dad wanted to feature this one. I consider this a birthday present for myself. Who you'd like? Okay, here we go. Let's lock it up, please. Roll sound, please. That's it. Playback and action. Jason over here. Cindy Adam wants to see Jason. Here comes the Hollywood Mafia. You want to tell me something, Adam? This is the girl. Excellent choice. Yep. Once Hollywood takes over, you have no more choices and you can pick anybody else you want, but you just can't pick the main star. And Dowd, uh, might you be watching a film? What 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 film might you be taking in on your 50th birthday? That's a good one. Uh, you know what I rented this weekend I'd never seen before? Uh, King of Comedy. Oh, okay. I'd never seen it. And good. I can't believe there's a still a Scorsese movie I haven't seen. And um, very, very amusing. Jer Jerry's great in that. Jerry kind of plays a heavy a heavy uh, kind of nasty Johnny Carson type. And, uh, ah. I, I, uh, I, I did greatly appreciate that. And Sandra Bernhardt is just as annoying in that movie as she is in every other appearance she's made in entertainment. So uh, that was good. And of course, I believe uh, fugly was the word that uh, originated yes. maybe with yes. Sandra Bernhardt. But, but, uh, I had, I had, I had to see it because there's this clip they used to play on the OP Anthony show all the time. And I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I encapsulated it into my brain over the years. It was, well, it's just that I take all the awful, terrible things in my life. 
and I try to find the humor. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's, you know, that's a good attitude. <laughs> no more horrible things. I'm in the second half now, and it's all going to be puppies and kittens from now on. All right, Douch, uh, drop one of your articles here in our number one uh, here that you want to unleash uh, here on your 50th birthday. 550 5, if you want to text in. Many of you guys are doing exactly that, giving uh, Douch your best wishes. Uh, and uh, that is very, very nice. So many wishes. Doubt I had no idea you had this many friends. In fact, you didn't know you had this no, many really. uh, <laughs> uh, friends. Uh, lay an article on us. Well, this was, uh, I published last week, folks, at rockoftalk.chat, and yes, indeed, the best thing you could do for me on my birthday would be to subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Don't click the free button. Click the subscription button. It's 19.6 cents a day. Uh, this was a look at, and I'd never really done anything about uh, TLF, I, who I call Total Left-Wing Fool. Uh, she is our representative, our congressional representative in the third congressional district. That's the old Bill Richardson district, if I'm if I'm not uh, mistaken. And That's I guess correct. in the old days, you could they say... They literally created the seat for Bill Richardson yes. when he <laughs> came in. They only had two... He ran for something else against King. And yep. then they said, hey, you know what? We're redistricting. The census is here. We brought you in in 78. We're going to create a brand new district for you in 1980. Just go be a congressman. We'll just create it for or you. Or 82. And now, in the old days, you could say that's the northern New Mexico district. But with gerrymandering now, our districts, it's going to take a while for those of us who track policy and politics in New Mexico to get used to those these crazy districts we have now. So it's not just solely the top northern half of New Mexico. It's It's changed. She's probably going to be reelected anyway. Uh, one of the reasons, uh, one of the advantages she has, in addition to the district being very blue, is she has a pile of cash. Uh, now, I am someone uh, who spent a lot of my career fighting McCain, McCainism, uh, this silly notion that somehow legislation can control campaign finance and we're going to have honest elections and we're going to have great legislation and special interests will be purged from the system. Um, I actually think that anyone or any group of people gathering together to lobby government redress of grievances. I think that's in some of our founding documents, the whole concept of that. So I don't really know what the problem is, but money holding everything else equal uh, is better to have money when you're running a campaign than, than not have money. Uh, this was a piece in the Santa Fe daily newspaper a couple of weeks ago about her huge cash advantage over uh, Alexis Martinez Johnson uh, recently heard on the Rock of Talk indirectly saying she doesn't want Trump to endorse her and she wants to compromise on abortion. But, I don't need any, I don't need any help. Day. Great, great, great Republican. Right now. Uh, that's a topic for another day. So she has uh, $29,000 on hand after raising only $77,000. That's the Republican challenger who also ran last go around against total left wing fool. That'll be um, enough to buy uh, Karen Bedoni lunch. Uh, that could buy a lot of lunches for, for the Bedoni family. Absolutely. Uh, so the first term incumbent, our beloved TLF, uh, she has reported raising more than $1.85 million, and she has $1.2 million in the bank uh, against uh, only 77000 raised and 29000 cash on mm. hand for the challenger. So I took a look, a deep dive into this because I've, I've been tracking campaign finance for forever. I mean, I started off in college. They had me down at the FEC looking up records for Hollywood executives and, and uh, uh, recording artists and actors. Back, this is pre-internet, folks. You had to go down to the FEC building in downtown D.C. Dodd was the original OPP, other people's pocket. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And if I had stayed in opposition research for campaigns, I'd, I all my financial problems would have been over long ago because those people make really good money. Um, leaving that aside, I, fun I had to stick to principle, and that's, that's that's horrible. But it's all available online now. And uh, I got to give the feds credit, the Federal Election Commission, the FEC. They do make it easily accessible all this money and you can give relatively small amounts of money and you don't have to dis huh. disclose, wow. but I think each donation 200 or over, uh, unless, unless they've lowered the threshold, you do have to record uh, in the system. So 
Teresa Lachera Fernandez has raised about one out of all of those, uh, every $5 she's raised has come from political action Ooh. committees, PACs. Now, that's you, another did you thing. Say all but one? Uh, one out of every $5 she's raised. 20% of her money has come from PACs. Oh, okay. And, and uh, PACs are, they're basically ways in which individuals or trade associations or unions pool their money. And I think the current number, they can give up to something like $5,000 to a candidate for the primary and then the general election. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of who's giving money to TLF, the uh, union uh, for the air traffic controllers in our ah, country. They're federalized. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, this is very interesting because you have the right-wing pro-Israel group and the liberal pro-Israel group, the American-Israeli uh, Israel Public Affairs Committee on the right and J Street on the left. They both, they, they combat each other a little bit on some issues regarding the Middle East, but they both gave her thousands of dollars. They love uh, TLF. Oh, they love TLF, uh, which is interesting because you'd think maybe they'd be in opposition to each other. No, the American Psychological Association most recently uh, oh. endorsing transgenderism. Wow. Uh, so she's with them on that. Uh, oh, Legal conservation voters, let's destroy the oil and gas industry. Uh, NARAL Pro-Choice America, abortion on demand, paid for by the taxpayers right up to the moment of birth. Is she a mother? I think she does have a couple she kids. Does. She does. She has a couple of yeah, kids. Un un unlike lonely Maybe girls. she doesn't want other people to uh, get involved in motherhood. She hated it so bad. But what I wanted to argue here, and, and sadly, a lot of people on the right have fallen into this trap too. They, the, the myths of campaign finance, somehow that, you know, if you make a donation, you control a politician. Why are these entities, you can like them or hate them or be being indifferent, but they've, they've ponied up some serious bucks for this woman. Why are they giving money to her? Mm. You don't give money to a politician because you disagree with them. You give money to a politician because you agree with them, A, and B, she's an incumbent. She's proven that she can win. So making an investment in her, if she goes back to get her second term, you know, the, the best chance you have to get rid of a politician is in that first re-election term. That's it. When they're just not as powerful. They haven't doled out, you know, as much. Thank support. God the Republicans put up the best candidates. They, they absolutely did. I mean, that's, uh, think about the power that she has. Uh, we have 330 plus million people in America. The federal government in 2021 spent $6.82 trillion. That's a little under $7 trillion in 2021. Our population is about 330 to somewhere between that and 335 million. Legere Fernandez is one of only 535 people in a country of 330 million who controls $6.82 trillion. Okay, these organizations, why do, why do the union, air traffic controllers love her? Because the union is, is, is federal policy for them to be unionized. Why do the Israeli groups give her money? Because America gives $3 billion a year to Israel. Uh, why does the American Psychological Association give her money? Because they lobby on all kinds of issues that are relevant to their to the mental health uh, world. League of Conservation Voters, they mm. want to shut down all real energy. NARAL, what do they want? They want a national federal pro-abortion law. You don't give money to people because you disagree with them. You give money because you already agree with them. And I compare her numbers to Adam Laxalt, who has a, a New Mexico connection, uh, not just the mere fact that he's running for Senate. In, one, night in in one night in Bangkok. There you go. One night in Bangkok uh, and the uh, adopted second home of, of uh, Eddie Aragon and, and D. Dowd Muska. We, we, we do Vegas. live on Nevada. Uh, so who, who, who are the PACs that, which are the PACs that give to him? The Western Energy Alliance, the Club for Growth, the NRA Victory Fund. Uh, associated Builders and Contractors. They're the non-union construction uh, trade trade association. So they're giving to Adam Laxalt because they agree with them. Well, why don't those right-leaning entities give to TLF? Because they don't agree with her. Why Why? Why does this League of Conservation uh, voters not give to Adam Laxalt? Because he doesn't agree with them. So you give money to uh, senators and congressmen because you agree with them, not because you're buying 
their vote. That makes absolutely no sense. And think about it. If all those conservative, you know, whether it's free trade or pro-gun or, you know, whatever, if they started writing checks to Teresa Leger Fernandez, a lifetime leftist in a blue district, would it make any difference at all in how she votes, uh, you know, when she's in office and, and presumably if she gets reelected? Uh, I would suggest that it doesn't. So the real problem with all this money in politics, and Eddie, the, the interesting stat I found was her first go around, she only got 10% of her campaign contributions from PACs. Again, she was an unknown entity. Did, do we know she'll play ball? Do we know she can win on election day? No, 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 we don't know that because this is the first time she's run. Now she's getting 20%. Mm. She's doubled her share of PAC money because mm. she's a Double known uh, entity. Uh. She plays ball with us. Nayral knows they can trust her. The League of Conservation Voters knows they can trust her. The Israeli lobby knows it can trust her. Unions know they can trust her. So uh, look for her to get a higher and higher portion of uh, her, her money from PACs moving forward. The bottom line, she has a tremendous amount of power. She's one of only 535 people who controlled seven, almost $7 trillion in spending last year. The reason we have big money in politics is we have big politics in money. <laughs> a lot of our lives are controlled by the federal government. So it's only natural that people, institutions, organizations, businesses, unions are going to attempt to lobby the big government, uh, lobby the government. If you don't like money in politics, lots of campaign cash being spread around, and all these lefties would say, oh, they have to spend so much of their time fundraising. I'd rather have them fundraising than writing legislation, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if you had to give me the choice, a binary choice like that. Yeah. If you don't like all of this, the best argument is to get the federal government out of your life, out of the economy, out of the international scene, and it'll have much less power and there'll be less, much less desire on the part of organizations to give big money, big giant checks with many zeros on them to people like Teresa Legere Fernandez. So bottom line, don't fall for the McCainiac fine gold nonsense. Teresa Legere Fernandez is not going to win in November because she raised a lot more money than her opponent. She's going to win because she's aligned with her district. It's a blue district. She's a blue person. She has a lot of friends who do help her out financially and lobby her, uh, but she agrees with them. That's what's going on. We need to work. You've got the chain of causality there. You've got to work on reducing the sky, size and the scope and the intrusiveness of government. And then you will see less checks being written to people like Teresa Legere Fernandez. And folks, that's the kind of brilliant analysis you get multiple wow. times a week. Bravo, Bravo. To Rock of Talk. <laughs> it's all about Teresa Legere Fernandez. On this day, 45 years ago, this great man, he was great, died on this day on the toilet. We only could hope the same thing for the careers of so many politicians throughout New Mexico. But again, for them, there's always them. And for Elvis, there's always me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Take a quick break. Bring it back up to the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva. There's always me. If your great romance should end. And you lonesome Darling, you never be There's always me Our life together Is so precious Together we have grown we have grown oh. 
Schultz uh, Peanuts, number four, and Dr. Seuss, number five. Roald Dahl, which is the author. Um, yeah, 513 million dead, James and the Giant Peach. So uh, there you go. Elvis where, Presley where the wild came things in. are, too? Or uh, no, where the wild things are. Did he do that? I don't remember that. We'll have to go back and look at that. You're probably, you're probably uh, right on that. So T. Oh, Dow. Sendak. Sendak did that. Uh, we, we do have to uh, make mention that uh, Joe Monahan and others are now acknowledging Source New Mexico as a legitimate uh, news organization. And well, someone has to. Why, why not kick it off, I think, uh, right there? It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, much ado about nothing isn't just a Shakespearean play. Uh, no, it is uh, what the Democrats are attempting to do. They absolutely will do everything in their power. And I'm just looking at the write-ups for him. I actually sent him on and I said, hey, let's see if you report on this. No, instead, he, he had nothing to report whatsoever, especially on my comment on probably the biggest story i think of yesterday which was the end of better call Saul, and uh sure. couldn't tell the conservative side of things so uh there Don't you go. hold your breath waiting for that yeah uh, we will not uh hold our breath waiting for that back after the top of the hour news right here in the kiva folks and uh thanks everybody for tuning in i'll read your text and we'll get to i guess the uh, big story of the day in politics source new mexico and Mark Ronchetti is so incredibly unfair. We'll talk about that when we return on AM 600 KIV ABQ.FM. There's one for you, 19 for me. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Should 5% appear too small? Be thankful I don't take it all. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA. BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ with out Musk on his 50th birthday. Glad to be here with uh, him and uh, getting his uh, assortment of music selections here. And there's still quite a few to get through. I plan on getting through all of them as part of his uh, his birthday gift here on this uh, 50th uh, birthday. We've got a lot of text to get to, not to mention uh, he gets to tee off on his favorite unnews source. Uh, how long is source? Uh, <clears throat> it's funny that they identify them as source at New Mexico. How long has this uh, quote-unquote uh, fly-by-night operation uh, been in the biz of telling the news of uh, New Mexicans? Uh, it's got to be over a year now. You think over a year? Yeah. Is it, they I come in. Date on their on their about us page. 
but yeah, I'll, I'll make it probably up. not that. Is it? Uh, is it like ABQ Raw where they uh, display a complete list and uh, <laughs> you got a CV on every single? Well, they person. are part of what's called States Newsroom. That's a five hundred one c three supported by grants from liberals. So that's oh, yeah, that's yeah, how they there do you go. There, a lot of advertising, a lot of whining, crying. Oh, Apparently, yeah. they had enough uh, money to get them get their asses on down the road to Carlsbad Caverns. Uh, so I guess they went down there to go watch. Uh, Mark Ronchetti, a couple of shots, uh, low blows taken from uh, other than uh, Joe Monahan. Boy, he really, really, really dislikes um, Ronchetti. The Ronchetti camp promoted the DeSantis visit heavily to the media. This is like how he started this whole thing. Press punishment. Can Source New Mexico be considered press? Uh, has Joe Monahan not reported on the fact that, well, he's not a reporter, right? He just picks and chooses what he wants. The reporter for Source New Mexico was denied press credentials to the event. According to the editor, the reporter was ejected when he tried to report. That's what the, the whole entire report is. It's just about a guy who is wildly liberal, wildly progressive. Uh, the name of the guy, I think we've talked about him before at length, uh, D-Down yep. Buscup. Uh, Sean Griswold. Mr. Griswold. Yeah, Mr. Griswold is... Uh, very upset they had somebody else uh, do it. Raw Ketty Camp can't stop a scrappy independent press. They did a follow-up. Uh, seems to me like they're more hunting than they are reporting, Dean Dad Muska. Their follow-up on that from Marissa DeMarco shows uh, uh, just what type of teeth they're willing to go at uh, Mark Ron Kenny with. Maybe they enjoyed the shutdowns, the lack of e economic growth, and the uh, woke ideologies uh, being proposed uh, by none other than uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Yeah, Eddie. I mean, we, we do kind of use Source New Mexico as kind of a, a whipping boy. I will I will admit to that. Um, I think it's mostly due to the simple fact that they are not journalists; they're activists. And and this is a gray zone. And Eddie, this gets right to the core of my life, which is when I was in college and I was coming up. I just wanted to be a writer for the American Spectator. And there are opinion magazines, and I think that that, that they they had a perspective, but they also had some journalistic integrity. Uh, they weren't gonzo crazed activists the way that say an organization called Source New Mexico is. Uh, Source, uh, and I'll I'll read from their about uh, uh, description here, but we also can can talk about their how their journalists describe themselves. Uh, they, the, the the website describes itself as an independent nonprofit news organization that shines a light on governments, policies, and public officials, so you get the information you need to make choices about yourselves. But when you read the bios of all of these people employed by this, they basically talk about how uh, I've made my commitment to ser serving uh, un underserved communities. I'm here to talk about uh, racial oppression blah, blah, blah. and climate change. That's not journalism. That's activism. Mm -hmm. And when you go down the list, Eddie, in this state, I mean, if we had the kind of <laughs> resources that they have, okay, Searchlight New Mexico, left-wing so-called journalism uh, nonprofit entity. New Mexico in depth, a uh, left-wing blog calls themselves journalism. New Mexico political report, left-wing blog calls themselves journalism. Source New Mexico, what we just described. Uh, Santa Fe Reporter, the weekly alternative paper that we've all been familiar with for, for so many decades. Uh, Pat Davis is the paper. Uh, wow. left wing. He, le he listed that as part of your resume? I mean, th that's insane. No, I'm just, I'm just listing these oh, left-wing sure. entities the that portray yeah. themselves as, 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 as journalists. And you, you will never hear me defend political operatives. I, they're, they're, some of the, they're some of the most mercenary people alive. They just, you know, cut a, cut a check. The, the, the senior people in the Ronchetti campaign, and I think Enrique Nell was the communications guy who, who, who didn't allow Sean Griswold to come to this. They were completely within 
their legitimate authority to keep someone out who is a pretend journalist. And before anyone starts making any accusations about Eddie Aragon or Dida Muska, I know for certainty I have never called myself a journalist. I can't recall a single time when Eddie's ever called himself a journalist. And to the uninitiated, uh, to the people who maybe lack sophistication about politics and how our public discourse works, they probably look at New Mexico political report and searchlight New Mexico and source New Mexico. And if someone sends them a link, it's, oh, this is a journalism site. No, they're not journalism sites. And our little friend Sean Griswold uh, is not a journalist. He is a dishonest activist portraying himself as a journalist. And uh, he should have been uh, excluded. I think he was it was wise for them to exclude him for that. Uh, Monahan, who's certainly not a journalist, but just a gossip columnist for the left wing establishment in this state who never broke any story or never did any policy analysis that I'm ever aware of. People like that are incensed. And Eddie, what really makes me angry is this uh, society of professional journalists. They've made some sort of formal complaint to the Ron Ketty campaign campaign saying uh, singling out and excluding reporters from simply watching you speak during quasi-public events, even before gaining office, is, trouble, is a troubling new low. No, what's a troubling new low is people like Sean Griswold in Source New Mexico portraying themselves as journalists when they are left-wing activists. We have a, a, an organizational progress now in New Mexico. Mm. Pat Davis, the city councilor, they have a website. They've been agitating for years. Why doesn't Source New Mexico just call themselves Progress Now New Mexico 2.0? Why doesn't the New Mexico political report just call themselves Progress Now New Mexico 3.0? They're just all variations of the same thing and not at all journalists. And, and I understand balance is difficult. Objectivity is, is difficult. Nobody, nobody's perfect. But even in this day and age, there are some reporters out there who try to be at least a little even handed and, and probably do qualify as members of the press, members of the media, dare I say, journalists. Uh, nobody associated with Source New Mexico is a journalist. And I'm going to give my golf clap to the Ronchetti campaign uh, for keeping this uh, little uh, left-wing agitator out. They were well within their rights. And they had, the Eddie, the stones to do it, the the cojones to do it. And I think, frankly, more conservatives and Republicans should uh, should stand up and say, why, why, do, why are we going to treat you like a real journalist? You're not a real journalist. Well, you need to have a vetting process. Uh, when I got my credentials for CPAC, they put you through photos qualifications. Uh, they want to know your background. They want to know what you've covered before. They want generally samples. You don't just get to do it. I don't remember the last time that I was involved in the gubernatorial or anything involving a Democratic press release that they've invited me to. Uh, we tried at several junctures uh, of the various press conferences uh, to find our way into asking Michelle Lujan Grisham a question live on air weren't able to do it. We've contacted the governor's office directly. Uh, she wouldn't take our call. Uh, we've tried to interface directly with the uh, press uh, for Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, and she's actually the governor. So to say having a, a fair and balanced open press, it's really not going to be covered by left media organizations and not by television stations that here as well. Uh, they were well within their rights as a candidacy to preserve, I think, the integrity and the way in which it was covered and not to give an unfair advantage uh, to a woman who has never given us a pass in the conservative media. And I would consider us maybe the sole conservative media, official media, recognized by either TV, radio station, or newspaper in actual print. Not a blog, but in actual print. So, I yep. mean, we're yep. the only legitimate conservative news source, and we were recognized as such at uh, CPAC. 550, 50. Hey, I just make a final yeah, point sure. about a source, and I, 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 I'll never tire of bashing them. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on, ladies and gentlemen. Let me talk to you about our, our little uh, soy boy, Austin Fisher, who has written every third day for the last two years 
terrorizing pieces about COVID and how uh, he's so upset that the, the restrictions are coming down and, this, and the governor's not giving her press conferences on COVID anymore. And he, he, he did a long, lengthy piece about how he got COVID and he had to sequester himself in a, in a hotel in Santa Fe. This is part of his bio. Uh, since uh, starting a full-time career in reporting in 2015, and here's, here's the money quote, he's aimed to use journalism to lift up voices that typically go unheard in public debates around economic inequality, policing, and environmental racism. Austin, if you want to be a left-wing activist, that's a legitimate job. You're free to do so in this country. Just don't pretend you're a journalist. Yep, I would agree with that there. And uh, the cheap shot says, Ron Ketty spent decades in TV newsrooms as a meteorologist being exposed to a variety of news and opinion. For him to exclude media of any sort from one of his own events Seems a rebuke of that career. More important is a red flag on how he would report to the people via the position of governor. Uh, Joe Monahan, maybe you want to go ahead and report that directly back to Michelle Lujan Grisham and how she has ostracized us out of every event that she has had. 550, 50, 500. More from the D. Dowd Muska playlist uh, coming in. Uh, this one's a good one and someone I happen to like quite a bit on the uh, Beatles realm, but out of the Beatles realm, uh, it is uh, Fiona Apple. A little uh, across the universe. Uh, I think one of my favorites, favorite Beatles songs of all time. And Fiona does a pretty good job of handling this. This is from the Blue Album, 67 to 70. Take a listen. Nothing's going to change their world. Uh, that would be the liberals here who love living in this uh, liberal hellhole of uh, Democrats dominated for nearly 90 years, folks. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, onward and upward, but never upward because we get the same politicians year in, year out. Uh, nine decades uh, will turn 100 before anything uh, could be done, but we fight back nonetheless uh, here in the Kiva. Fiona Apple, of course, she had that uh, criminal, which is one of my favorite songs uh, that she has uh, turned out. My, my favorite Beatles cover of all time, Eddie. It's such a beautiful John Lennon written song uh, of, an, you know, an Eastern persuasion. I'm sure many of our devout Christians don't like the, the, the uh, Jai Guru Deva, um, but uh, a beautiful meditation song. And I guess she recorded that, she covered it for the movie Pleasant okay um and never it's just, saw it. it's very faithful uh to the original and i know that paul mccartney said that um ray charles's eleanor rigby is his favorite beatles cover of all ah. time but my favorite beatles cover of all time is fiona all right good to know here on the happy birthday 50th uh wow looks like um you've got a, a visitor here at the kiva ddad muska so he's headed up but the is that is that door barricaded? Uh, uh, it's impossible to get to me. We know we know Mr. Aragon's arm. Yeah, it's uh, maybe may maybe put to use today before the show's over. Uh, happy birthday, D Dowd! I get up at three a.m. every day and salivate for four oh one when your daily blast post comes <laughs> online. Much One of the many advantages to being a Rock of Talk subscriber, I might add. Once again, happy birthday! That from Russell. Thank you, sir. Russell the Love Muscle. <laughs> 
I enjoy putting it together for people. There it is. Uh, John says, uh, look for Joe Biden to disappear for the next 90 days until after the midterms. This is the same playbook they used when he ran against Trump. Oh, I remember Biden, that. Biden. You mean the man who had uh, all the spacing, the weird, the long yes. spacing. And 12 cars would pull up in front of the, the podium and he would speak to people in their cars. Yeah, I remember yeah. CDC highly recommends that if you're all going to go ahead and uh, masturbate for if you guys do it, do it six feet apart. There you go. Uh, first, he had COVID for two weeks. Then he went on to vacation and now he's on another vacation. And uh, remember, COVID, COVID, vacation. COVID, COVID vacation. I and, think and who goes was... to South Carolina in August for vacation? Well, okay, maybe um, go to Minnesota in August for vacation. I mean, a little bit muggy. Yeah, little... Happy birthday, Dowd, uh, from a fellow Connecticut native. Thank you. The West is the best. Wish you all of life's best. Oh, you know what the Lizard King said. The oh, West no. is the best. Get here and we'll do the rest. Wow. Happy birthday to the Dowd 3000. That from Tracy. Boy, he's got those. Uh, I noticed everyone's wearing those big sunglasses, those goggles. You know, so popular with the kids. Oh. Kids love it. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, healthcare workers fired over vaccine mandate, awarded $10 million in settlement. We're starting to see some of that uh, go. That and Fox Business, D-Dad Muskin. Uh, everyone loving the, uh, the write-up from yesterday. Uh, a lot of positive reaction. Negative reaction comes from the Newsbreak app and uh, you crazy liberals who uh, disagree with me. But I did get a few liberals who agreed with me on my take on Better Call Saul, uh, half and half, I believe, Sony, uh, Vince Gilligan, uh, who is the uh, director, creator, yeah. as well as uh, the city of Albuquerque, uh, helped to create those uh, sort of fantastic, phantasmic uh, uh, statues of Heisenberg. They look well done. Jesse they just Pinkley. shouldn't exist. I mean, uh, like, well, the artist looks like he knows what he's doing, but they just shouldn't. Maybe there'll be a crazy takeover and people want to tear them down. Who knows? The only American king to die on his throne, Elvis Presley. Boy, <laughs> 45 years ago today. Uh, Eddie, you two are like the sun and the moon. Each are unique. Each of them brings something different to our world of balance. You and Dad balance each other and are stronger for it. Appreciate you, Dad. Happy birthday, man. That's from Hot Sauce. So. That's very eloquent. And then don't forget, uh, I think Hot Sauce did make the Dow 3000. Ooh, Not sure where I'm that still, went. On I'm the, still uh, recovering. I still have the calluses on my tongue from that. <laughs> there it is. Uh, getting... Uh, lots of golf claps here from our friend Brian. I think that's the best thing he can say is not saying anything and just clap for what's happening today. Murder Mike checks in with, uh, hi, Eddie. Just wanted to wish Dowd a very happy 50th uh, birthday. It's been an honor and a privilege to have him had the opportunity to work with him. Take care and have fun in Vegas, D-Dowd Muska. That's from uh, Murder Mike. Thank you, Mike. Michael. One of um, the most interesting people I've ever met in my life, and I'm not, I know I sound sarcastic in everything I say. I'm 100% legit. Michael is a source of endless fascination to me. He is endlessly fascinating to himself as well, <laughs> uh, as, as fascinating of the scanners that no longer work. I've uh, made in inquiries to APD, the city of Albuquerque. I've yet to receive a return phone call, but... Uh, 5-0 is always behind us here in the Kiva. Eddie, did you know Murder Mike used to be a funeral director's assistant? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Did he tell you that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of many. I mean, the, the Woodstock trip, the time on the radio. Uh, the hats the, he wears. The EMT. Yeah, that man has lived a life. Happy birthday, Dow, from Michael Mora. What's hey. up? Up in Mora. No, no, he's not up in Mora. His name is Mora. I wonder, what is a Mora? I don't even know. Happy birthday, Dowd. Look up what the word Jubilee means in Israel. I pray that blessing on you. Jubilee, I don't know, but uh, we'll know it shortly as the Dowd 3000 gets hard at work. Van checks in. His birthday is tomorrow. This is Van from the chat. Mine is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Blessings, Dowd. Blessings. Uh, Dowd might like to try Marrakesh in Las Vegas. Uh, I, oh. I always like the hookah bars. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's the first place I ever experienced the hookah bar. I don't know if Marrakesh uh, is that. 
um, uh, that. But those hookah bars are quite muy popular. They didn't uh, take off here in uh, the burke. Uh, by the way, a lot of people objecting to the use of the word burke uh, for some reason. Um, maybe they, they would help them spell Albuquerque before they become citizens. Uh, Frank Lucero says, happy birthday, Dowd. Frank on Alanal in Vega. That's from the South Valley. So Thank you, Francis. I guess you, uh, they like you there uh, as well. Uh, McCarty says, uh, 50th birthday, Dowd. Happy 50th. The Rock of Talk Jet <coughs> scribble on Dowd's computer is embarrassing. Let's fix it. Oh, he wants to do a logo for you for your 50th. Oh, okay. He's checking you out on the TV. Nice. On the telly. Uh, so we got that done. Got to have the Oaks to fit in with my ball players. So I guess it's the Oak oaks for the the kids the teens are now wearing the the big lenses i guess they like that goggle look i think they've been uh, playing a lot of Fortnite. i see that very popular in Fortnite, and that's becoming a reality the Fortnite reality is actually what they're designing that 75 mile city mm. the wall very bizarre very strange very but weird. basically the architecture that you find in there is the same thing that you find in Fortnite, and it will all <sighs> be uh for that um, i might not be around for that and i think maybe that's okay <laughs> that doubt is a better journalist than most who claim to be he wow. cites his sources and states his opinions as such. And let's not forget, he keeps uh, Eddie Aragon in check. <laughs> Black <laughs> no box no man can accomplish that. Black Box Voting Book. You keep a record also of my predictions as well. Black oh. Box Voting Book, 2003. Voting machines tracked as crooked back then, 2003. This is absolutely fascinating. Angel number 3636 is a special message from an angel. According to scripture, saying 3636 is symbolic of life, abundance, temptation, and sin. Message very comfort people that are going through difficulties in their life. If you are seeing 3636, this message will clarify why you're experiencing either financial relationship problems. Don't ignore these numbers. I'll explain more below. Um, 36 is a magical number. You know, in uh, Jewish uh, religion, there's uh, 36 wise men basically living on this earth. And I'm not sure if you've ever looked that up. Mm. It's my favorite number for those who don't know. Mora means raspberries. I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, mora berries, but uh, there you go. People got to do more history on the state of New Mexico. Not enough of that is really covered. It's always, always, and talk about endlessly fascinating is, uh, and uh, you'll see this. I hope you're going to go to Area 15. Uh, Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, If you go up there, you're going to see lots of New Mexico. And I hope that you solve that. It's going to take you at least five hours, Dowd, to go through it. It's going to take five hours and it's worth the investment. Okay. It's absolutely worth the investment. I'll send you with a card at the very end, just in case you're uh, cut for time. Okay. But my gosh, the mysteries, the the connections, the puzzles, it's a real life. It sounds like a lot of work. It's not work. It is not work. (laughs) It's fun work. (laughs) It it is great work. You'll absolutely love it. Area 15 up in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. One of the greats, uh, George Harrison, uh, one of the songs that he doubted, uh, ironically, as an atheist, uh, that he happens to love, is this one. And you, of course, know it very well. George Harrison's favorite uh, piece of music, right, uh, away from the sitar. Not stolen from the Shirelle. Uh, right. Yeah, and always a great one uh, here. I'll take a little listen here. Happy birthday, Dad. 525. Thanks for listening here in the key. All right, everybody. Are you sick and tired of that constant pain in your knees or hips or 
or back. Especially this time of year, you need to be moving pain-free, right? Hey, it's Eddie Aragon for the team at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here every day, giving them lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. The science is simple. They concentrate your own body's healing agents and apply them to your aching joints, restoring and repairing damaged tissue with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. Listen, the old remedies for pain are not the only remedies. You need to learn more about how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. Make this the last summer you suffer from chronic pain. They've got clinics here and all over America. This is an exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation at 505-226-8688. That's 505-226-8688. One more time, write it down, 505-226-8688, and tell them Eddie Aragon sent you from the Kiva. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. With no way to hold my head, didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. And I shaved my face and combed my hair and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. I'd smoke my brain the night before on cigarettes and songs that I'd been picking. But I lit my first and watched a small kid cussing at a can that he was kicking. Then I crossed the empty street. Caught the Sunday smell of someone frying chicken. And it took me back to something that I'd lost somehow, somewhere along the way. On the Sunday morning sidewalk, wishing Lord that I was stone. There's something in a Sunday Makes the body feel alone And there's nothing short of dying Half as lonesome as the sound On the sleeping city sidewalks Sunday morning coming down. Wow, Dow, that's uh, that's your best pick of the day. That's one of my favorites, and not not Johnny Cash. I like Johnny Cash's version a little bit better, but that's the great. Maybe they're one of the greatest uh, songwriters in country oh. history. The greatest, uh, Chris Christopherson, helicopter pilot, road scholar, 
lyricist par excellence. I, I, I don't have, I know that song's about alcoholism, but it, those of us who suffer from major depressive disorder, we have internal pain of, of a different sort. And I think <laughs> that song also applies to major depressive disorder. <laughs> At least when you're an alcoholic, you do find the bottom of a beer right? or whatever, a bottle, whatever it happens to be. 550, 50, 500, not to get you all depressed and worked up, but a, a beautiful selection, Nita and Muska. Speaking of other selections, please subscribe today at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. And uh, D-Down Muska, his second selection from the overall that has become over two and a half years in the making. Uh, for those of you not in the arts world, what are the overalls? The, uh, of course, no, we're not talking about AU. It's O-V-U-R-E, like, you know, Van Gogh. He put together all of his works and you saw his complete work, which is what you call exactly that. Do you doubt your second selection, sir? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Eddie. If you are a subscriber to rockoftalk.chat, you don't just get the daily content. And of course, you get 60 pieces of original content a 60? month. Uh, you get the Daily Blast. You get the podcast version of our show, Commercial Free. And you get my original uh, writing analysis research. Gee, that's a lot of reading. That's 60 a month for less than 20 cents a day. Pretty, pretty good deal. You get the uh, the archive. So if there's something you're interested in about, I don't know, Michelle Luan Grisham and COVID restrictions or Spaceport America or something, you can have uh, just access the search function, which is a really good quality. Uh, some search engines, internal search engines on sites are kind of cruddy. This one's actually quite good. I use it all the time to look up stuff that I've written. So uh, another benefit of being a, a subscriber. But do you have pictures? We, we do have a lovely, lovely pictures of uh, things I grab from uh, uh, our, our big government masters all throughout uh, New Mexico. This one was really interesting. And it's about the ladies. It's about the gals. We're, we're just going to talk about It's just us girls talking now. All the single um, ladies. <laughs> the, if you are a human being mm. and a little child a expresses an, an interest in a subject uh, that maybe could be a career or whatever, it could be math, it could be music, it could be uh, building rock walls, it could be being a sailor. Paper plane. And you discourage a child from their interest for any reason. You are a horrible human being. <laughs> uh, all I did for 11 years with my nephew back when I was uh, doing nothing but taking care of him and had no help from anyone. My mother's breaking her pencil right now. She's listening. What's that stupid kid saying that again? Uh, yes, there were other people around. But I was the most important for 11 years. She was a Pink and, Floyd mommy, huh? Yeah, my mother was heavily involved in her, her grandson's upbringing. Um, the less said <laughs> about that, the better. I will uh, move on. Someone else didn't step up and do what she needed to do, but that's fine. Um, anyway, if you discourage a child from any interest, however, you know whether you understand it or not. Uh, you know, I used to get lectures on the endocrine system. Oh, wow. I used to get lectures on the periodic table of the elements. I still don't know what either um, are on how the camshaft worked in wow. his Lego Technic set when he was seven, building a set for fourteen-year-olds. So you're a horrible High level person. Of so if a little girl comes up to you and says, "I'm going to uh, uh, design, uh, uh, you know, work for Elon Musk and design a, a workable aerospike engine for his next launch vehicle," you should say, "You know what, sweetheart? That's fantastic. What do you want? What do you want to know more about rocketry? We'll we'll look and see what events are available that we can take you to, books, yeah. camps, all that kind of stuff." Yeah. If a little boy walks up to you and says, "I want to grow up and be a florist," you know what you say to that boy, kiddo? That's a very interesting uh, business, and you know what? Well, you can be anything in this country, and we'll look into flor floristry for you. Go become a botanist while um, you're at it. Absolutely. But having said that, I, of course, these days you have to preface anything you say that mm. might be construed as controversial because some idiot somewhere will say, well, I know an example of it. Oh, shut up. Shut up. We're talking about broad categories here. Males. Males 
um, used to be a thing. Some of us still believe that there are males and there are females. Males tend to be interested in things more than they're interested in people. And females tend to be interested in people more than what? things. Um, the research on that goes back uh, over a century and, you know, real, real research in terms of analyzing what boys and girls are interested in, men and women are interested in, uh, you know, how they perceive things. It's, 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 you know, we're, sometimes I think we're not even the same species. I mean, wow, men, there's a great link. I'll put it in the notes tonight by a beautiful woman from Canada where she runs through, I think it's just like a half hour discussion. How do you know she's a woman doubt? I mean, uh, there's a question uh, right there. There's a rub. She's very attractive Um, and very pro having kids and very pro raising your children uh, as they are. She walks through and cites the research uh, over the decades of how males and females our eyes work differently. Our hearing is different. Our, our, our balance ability is different. The yeah. brain, like the, I think the males, uh, the, the signals go back and forth, you know, front and back where yeah. the, the women are more integrated, you know, in, in the two spheres of the brain. We are just totally different creatures. It's amazing we can ever get together to even create babies because yeah. we're just not even the, the same here, here. species. Uh, that's why, you know, nature kind of makes you... Uh, <clears throat> uh, like to do that particular activity because uh, otherwise, uh, anyway, yeah, it's kind of hard um, to keep together. You know, it's uh, it's they make, they make it very pleasurable. Anyway, there was a hearing <laughs> uh, by the committee uh, up at the roundhouse. This was out. I think they had this in Socorro down at our our government university that actually seems to function pretty well. New Mexico Tech down there, which always wins a lot of plaudits and and, and awards for uh, producing good grads. And of course, most of them just flee the state because there's no opportunity here for them. But anyway, another piece. Uh, they had an event down there, the Committee on Science, Technology, and Telecommunications. And I thought, well, okay, I, I, I look at these events, these interim committee meetings that are held when, this, when there aren't sessions underway. And I thought, well, hey, these are you know, the, the, the best people in the legislature. They are, they're interested in science technology. Um, surely they're, they want to hear about the latest findings from the Large Hadron Collider over there at CERN. Uh, yeah. they, they might be thinking about dark matter. What's the implications for dark matter and dark energy in, in New Mexico? Uh, Los Alamos just announced that they have discovered a fourth property of matter, or at least a, a different behavioral property, when the uh, substance ytribium uh, dodecarbidide wow. uh, is is is, is, uh, is put under heat that. or heat or pressure. So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that our our elected officials are going to be really interested in, right? No, it was all about recruiting women into engineering oh, careers. Who was their witness? Well, her name was uh, Professor Sessions. Uh, yeah, Professor Sessions. Uh, she heard they heard from her. She's at uh, at UN uh, at uh, New Mexico Tech. She's a physicist. She just took over uh, uh, Sharon Sessions. She just took over as the department head down there, and she's also very ideological and political. Seems like she spends a whole lot of time on politics and ideology, and not on research and teaching. Uh, over a four-year period, she gave a total of $775 to Act Blue. Mm. That is a PAC uh, that distributes money for progressive causes and candidates. And she's also, in addition to the physics chair over there, she's the director of STEM Outreach, and she's on the board of Socorro Consolidated Schools. So uh, wow. she's like a triple Very quadruple involved. dipper there, there down there. Um, Don't let her touch the stems, you know. Her... her dialogue with the legislators included, of course, the by now standard quote, you can't be what you can't see, close quote, something I despise more than anything pushed by the left wingers, which is unless you see someone of your gender, your ethnic background, your racial background, your your economic circumstances doing something that you want to do, you will it will never occur to you to to do that. Um, oh. I, I, I knew nothing about Whatever. any 
libertarian policy researcher growing up. And that's what I ended up being. I didn't know one that was like me. I didn't know one that wasn't like me. It didn't matter. I let my interests sort of follow me down that particular path. So with her logic, there'll be never be a black guy on the moon. There'll never be like, okay, that's right. I haven't had one yet. Yep. Just, there you go. Never, so it's never going to happen. No, 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 absolutely. Um, so she wants to create a system that helps women cultivate grit. So it's always uh, with these nonsensical gender uh, uh, pieces of crapola, it's always good to go to Jordan Peterson. And he's done the survey of the research. He's a psychologist, a PhD psychologist, and a leading defender of the Western intellectual tradition. And a great man we talk about many, many times on the show. And I don't agree with him on everything, but he's extremely bright and, and wonderful. I have his first 12 rules for life, and I need to get his second second set of 12 rules for life. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant We need man. more rules. Uh, Jordan. Men are comparatively more interested in things and women in people. This is the largest psychological difference between men and women yet identified. And these differences drive occupational choice. Let me, let me just repeat that. These differences drive occupational choice, particularly at the extremes. For example, engineers tend to be those who are not only interested in things, but those who are interested, more interested in things than people, men or women. What Jordan has done surveying the research in multiple peer-reviewed journals is the more egalitarian the society, the more the type of uh, world you live in that Professor Sessions wants, which is big government programs encouraging girls to go into STEM professions, the more different the occupational choices of women, men and women are. The opposite effect actually happens, okay? The opposite. There are two reasons for the differences between men and women, biology and culture. If you minimize the cultural differences, as you do with egalitarian social policies like girl power and you can't be what you don't see, then you allow the biological differences to manifest themselves fully. Hmm. I have seen social scientists struggle to offer a cultural explanation. That's what the left wants you to believe. This is all social construct. It's all bias and patriarchy. But I haven't heard any such hypothesis that is the least bit credible and have not been able to formulate one myself. All right, here's the numbers. Feminism, whatever wave of feminism we're on, are we in third wave feminism that you know, began in the 1960s? Women have been told, little girls and women have been told they can do whatever they want, all right? In will, this, will this help me pick up on uh, chicks at the bar? In a first, second, uh, third I can page, give you right all, the, all the taking points you need, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Aragon. I'd, I'd be happy to help you. So uh, what, 40, 40 years now, maybe 50 years now, we're all equal. There's no differences between men and women. Here's a look at engineering. Let's just look specifically at, at, at engineering. Aerospace engineering, 14.3% mm. are women. Chemical engineering, 12.8% are women. Mechanical engineering, 9.4% are women. Mm. And electrical uh, engineering, 7.1% are women. But as big a disparity as that is, I went and looked at the entire list that the federal government publishes. I looked at hundreds of occupational categories. And I looked at professions that were 95% plus female and professions that were less than 1% female. And I gave you the top five uh, for most female and the, the top, the bottom five for least female. I'm going to give you a little few seconds here to think about the kind of professions that women pursue in, in the extreme. These are jobs where men are basically non-existent. Number one, on top of them all, skincare specialist, 98% female. Oh, yeah. Number two, preschool. And the other 2% that are male are, are gay men. That's probably gay true. Men, yeah. uh, <laughs> number two, Preschool and kindergarten teachers. I think they're still 97, 98. Executive secretaries and executive administrative assistants. 100%. Dental hygienists, speech language pathologists. Those five professions, ladies and gentlemen, are 95% or more women. 
I'd be weirded out if the dentist uh, brought in his assistant and it was two males working. I, I, I would know. I would get up. We would, we I'm would like, what is going out? on here? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's always some pretty little girl. Did I just somewhere. get brought in here for a rape. <laughs> just like... uh, all right, so let's do the less than one percent. All right. Okay. Now this is this is it's not going to surprise you if you've lived on this planet for more than for three days. This isn't going to surprise you. Okay. Around one percent or less. Heavy vehicle and mobile equipment technicians and mechanics, less than 1% women. Mm. Crane and tower operators, less than 1%. Mm. Electrical power line installers and repairers. No women. Uh, other extraction workers, you know, guys who work in the dirt. Mm. And this is, according to the federal government, 0.0% female. Mm. There cement it is. masons, Guess what? Now we know why finishers, guys do the dirty. There uh, it is. Uh, cement mix masons, concrete finishers, and terrazzo workers. I don't really know what a terrazzo worker is, but 0% of them are female. And uh, essentially 97% Mexican at the same time. Well, that, uh, we you know, you can get Mexico. into this. <laughs> but, so uh, I close this comment now, again, and I need to return to my, 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 my prefacing remarks. Mm. Every child should be encouraged to pursue their interest no matter where it, it is. Them. In a free society with lots of economic opportunity, less under Biden, but there's still economic opportunity out there, Every child should be encouraged to pursue his or her passions with an eye toward potential careers. But boys and girls are interested in different things. Catch that's that not, butterfly, baby. Chase that dream. That's not bias. It's biology. Mm. And no amount of government-funded feminist propaganda is going to change that. And folks, you ask me why I'm associated with the Rock of Talk. <laughs> I, can I don't know why anybody I, would associate with a man who speaks like I do, really. I, I can point. write pieces like this, and no editor tells me I can't. And You're that's fired. reason number one, I associate myself with the Rock of Talk. Uh, Rockoftalk.chat to read this piece and subscribe, folks. Uh, this one was a fun one. Uh, remember when Vive la Différence was a big oh, thing? Yeah. Not, oh, not, not anymore. Not no. anymore. We all have to be the same now. Sorry, biology doesn't conform to that view. That's why we're Coca-Cola cowboys here in the Kiva. <laughs> Water burger. Oh, I'm a. You know what's the? You know what they eat in Texas? They water burgers. There it is. Little Coca-Cola cowboy by Mel Tillis. You say you're tired and alone, but it sounds like someone else is lying there. She said, "Don't call me no more. Don't you knock on my door." It's too late now, and I know you'll never change. Didn't Mel Tillis used to stutter? Wasn't that like his big, big deal? Not, not while singing. Yeah, yeah he's just uh, he can sing everything, but the moment you try to talk to the man, he can't he, 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 he can spit it out. Yeah. Oh, 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 he's a, oh, a little bit like that. Sharon! <laughs> 550, 500, uh, Mulberry bro, Moras Alba. I guess people are really trying to, oh, Dowd, you're getting corrected. Now, how ironic is that? On your birthday, this is why you got to just gonna, just let, let me run with it. But he says, yeah, really, Dowd, you're, you're getting correct. The Dow 3000, I think you've corrected me all uh, three times here on the radio program. <clears throat> I do talk fast and think even faster, so I got to catch up with myself. I think George Harrison got sued for that song. Right, he, he, he did. I I still defend George, though he did lose the judgment. I think it was a. I don't oh, know if it was a jury or he's or acknowledging a over this. Yeah. My sweet lord. Oh, J Man's getting all sorts of upset. He's like, my sweet lord is a ripoff of the song. He's so fine by the chiffons, and in fact, George Harrison was sued and lost. You know, that's part of the gratification that you get here by becoming a subscriber at Rock of Talk Chat. Is you get to go ahead and correct for the record. Uh, all, all I would say to that is, 
O.J. Simpson is innocent uh, by via a, a jury in, in a court of his if peers. The glove don't fit. Um, you must have quit. So just because it came out of a courtroom doesn't necessarily make it true. This is sort of like an epistemological debate. But I would say it's similar, but I don't think George actually straight up stole it. I don't think so. Mm. All right. Uh, take a quick break. Uh, back to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everybody. For loving us here in the Kiva and loving Dowd on his 50th birthday, many happy, many happy birthdays. Uh, the stars fell on Alabama. And no, it's not a country guy. It's the man from New Jersey. Yep, Frank Sinatra. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. 550 back and forth. We lived our little drama. We kissed in a field of white. And stars fell on Alabama last night. I can't forget the glamour Your eyes held a tender light While stars fell on Alabama last night I never planned in my imagination A situation so heavenly a fairyland where no one else could enter And in the center, just you and me My heart beat like Won't somebody please Please tell me what's wrong Wow, such a good man. Not a good man. Uh, Ike and Tina. It wasn't the proud Mary that she had hoped to be with uh, the good man, Ike. Boy, they, they went south in a hurry. And uh, boy, one of your picks for today, D-Dud Muscat. That, 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 Full in love. That's on my top ten list of greatest things America's ever produced. <laughs> Tina Turner singing that song. I mean, I you really, mean marriage? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm up there with, no, that song. I'm just, I'm up there. That's up there with the Bill of Rights and you know, wow. the whole really something vaccines that actually work you know <laughs> spacex that's what that's one of the 10 best things america's ever done and i'm you know again a terrible racist i, I like so much music that, yeah. from black america white supremacy is uh, hard to get by <laughs> when you love black music so much you know you just, you're you're a faker you're gonna have to Pretender. guess you gotta jump out of the uh, trump camp according oh. to the liberals you know, yeah. we're all white supremacists i suppose uh <clears throat> my daughter sienna just done she just done graduated from chemical engineering school out the U of Arizona this year. Her grampy is a nuclear physicist. Wow, that's pretty cool. She got the genes. Wow, Absolutely. that is yeah. good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Mr. Bean Jeans. Uh, happy, happy birthday, Dowd. It's Dowd, not Dowd. Do not confuse him with a sudden southern uh, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Please, folks. That's a guarantee to, uh, that I will never reply to your email. Wow. If you, if you leave wow. off that final D. <laughs> wow, folks. That is really something. Uh, here we go. Thank you for all your research. Blessings to you and Eddie. Eddie, today and always. That's very nice of you. Thank you so much. That's a, Grandma was a Russian kidnapper. Thank God that, oh, Mo, uh, can you say Mo and, uh, you know, anyway, died last St. Patrick's Day. Wow, that was that was a harsh come over on that uh, uh, celebration of the graduation. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Dowd. Another one coming in. And K-Man at SNL. Women tend to move out of the engineering and into the management. 
Not yes. all. Is that, is that, you think, I, I, I observed that? that. Yes. In fact, most of the most prominent women who work for Elon Musk and some of these other aerospace ah. firms, they're more in the human resources, management, sales kind of thing. Yeah. Then send the women, uh, uh, Dallas. I mean, uh, send the women, uh, to management uh, as always. That's, uh, they, women prefer people to things. That's just kind <sighs> That's of what biological they programming. That's what they say. All right. Uh, the kinks. I'm not like everybody else. Another musical selection from the Dowd Musk on his 50th birthday. Hit the top of the hour news. Bring it back for a three-hour you and me. And the Dowd makes 3000 on his birthday. <laughs> Selection. My my favorite. I like Sunday mornings coming down a little. Simon Lebon. I used to. My favorite Duran Duran song was uh, the Reflex. Like, I don't know oh, what yeah, it was. Uh, I was like that was notorious. Yeah, notorious is pretty good. Um, well, know, I was New making a list Monday. last night, Eddie, and I thought there's. An, I'm the. Chi- I'm a child of the '80s. There's no '80s songs here, so I had to throw in Duran. Duran. Uh, okay, <laughs> is that your go? Is that your go-to doubt? <laughs> Do you have a go-to? Mm. Uh, yeah, I was uh, very much into new wave and punk. Um, you know, seven seconds, Agent Orange, suicidal tendencies, a lot of that stuff, and the Oingo Boingo, obviously the Cure. Well, in the eighties, all the video, many of the videos, not all, but they were always um, a lot of them were Euro trash guys. Yeah, yeah. And they were in South America or the Caribbean. Mm, there were always yeah. mysterious women and briefcases with the with the handcuffs on it. You know, so yeah, you yeah. I mean, it was always international intrigue in the eighties. A very, uh, very. Uh, it was of its time, let's put it that way. Everything was better in the 80s, including music videos, including bands. When you actually had music. Uh, when did music die? I'm trying to figure out oh the actual year. Was Auto-tune? It, uh, Auto-tune, yeah, 2006. <laughs> Is that what it started? It certainly doesn't seem like it's a lot Is it, now. Uh, Little John? Hey! You know, 550-5500. Got one more report to get through with uh, D-Down Muska. Thanks, everybody, for your love. Love, love, love for the uh, Dow 3000. Happy Gracias. birthday, Dow. I hope you have many more. You are fun to listen to. Uh, there it goes. So. People are loving that. I know that we have to, you know, get to a lot more reports. Uh, but again, we want to let everybody know you can watch us. I guess you can watch me eating. I didn't realize that. So 
Somebody just told me I was watching you. I can see you eating. No, no secrets in the uh, keto. Yeah, right there it is. It's all right there, right underneath the stoplight. And uh, our Betsy Ross. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Our, our symbols of, flag. Of, of insurrection. Symbols of violence. hate. Yes. There we go. Is that so? <laughs> Uh, report us, report us, report him. Uh, an Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. Don't forget rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And most importantly, how about a happy birthday gift for D. Dad Muska by subscribing directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, uh, I finally uh, checked my uh, mail today, which was uh, something. I got something special in the mail, so I'm pretty excited about that. And lots of other good things uh, happening uh, here in the Kiva. But uh, I told you so. Social media, this is why you have to get on rockoftalk.chat. So we got to stay away from that social media. In fact, uh, some interesting stuff we'll talk about tomorrow about the TikTokers and how the liberals have taken over. But we have one video on there. I've got a bunch more that I've got slated to put on there. We're going to start getting that out because we got to take care of the low information voter and the low attention span voter. Uh, LAS and the uh, um, LIV, right? Uh, no, we're not talking about the golf tour, but the low, low information voter. So we got to take care. Uh, of all that, because if we don't get them, their votes count just as much as you who spend <laughs> thousands upon thousands of hours listening, mm -hmm. reading, sharing all of your conservative uh, issues. But I told you about Twitter and I told you about Elon Musk and all these conservatives, quote unquote, conservatives jumped into bed with Musk and Dow's got your read them and week <laughs> of the day <laughs> and uh, what will not be a Dow data dump, but a dump on uh, Elon Musk. Well, uh, we can uh, we can forget the celebration of D. Dowd Musk and move on to the celebration of Eddie Aragon, who was always an ex extreme skeptic uh, about Mr. Musk. I, I I've never been a Musk fanboy. I guess I've always saw him as sort of fanboy between the forty five yard lines. I mean, good yeah. on on building a space company, bad on embracing climate change nonsense, mm. good on encouraging people to have kids, bad on taking government subsidies. So yeah. I've you know, I've, I've always been of, of, of two minds. Eddie's never been a wishy-washy on Elon Musk. And as of I don't 12, know what I think about anything. 12 minutes ago, really Mr. Know. Musk tweeted out, to be clear, and this is his official blue check uh, account, uh, so I'm not, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm not making it up. To be clear, I support the left half of the Republican Party and the right half of the Democratic Party. Uh, which is really one of the stupidest things I think I've ever read on Twitter. And that's He's saying, a radical uh, centrist. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I don't think there's a right half of the Democratic Party left. I don't know who... Uh, Joe Manchin, yeah, right. Uh, and the left half of the, of the Republican Party, really? Lindsey Graham, you wanna you wanna get in bed with him and and Romney? Oh, Elon, 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 Elon. You you had promise. You were the chosen one. You were gonna bring order to the force. No, and never had a never. chance. A guy that dorky with a name like that, uh, with a, oh. you know, he has laid waste to uh, many a person and uh, many an idea, uh, which he has capitalized on and. He will no longer be the richest person in the world because we're all going to get back to basics in 23 and 24. Mark my words. Uh, another prediction there for uh, D. Dodd Muska. Yep, you will not have Elon Musk be the richest person in the world come 23 and 24. It will be a different world. Hard to believe uh, you are actually, yes, indeed, poor when inflation steps in. And uh, no one's going to be buying hundred to $120,000 cars, not to mention Musk can't produce them because he can't find the... Uh, lithium to produce that level of production to turn that out. So uh, he will not be turning this mother out. Uh, he will be actually constrained um, by the fact that other countries, namely uh, those in South America, uh, that won't be able to roll out exactly what he needs uh, for that. Your third article, D. Dowd Muska. I think you've got a, a lot to share with the good people of the rockoftalk.chat. And let's hear them. Let's, uh, let's recruit some new um, 
uh, I don't know, recruits, I guess, if you will, for acolytes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, into the rockoftalk.chat world. Please subscribe today, rockoftalk.chat. And they would have found this third article down. Yeah, this gets us up to uh, up to date, up to date right. on uh, like the original that. stuff. Like being uh, caught this up. was uh, this very up. week, yesterday, actually. Um, rockoftalk.chat. And Eddie, this is uh, those of us who study philosophy at the university level uh, will recognize the phrase uh, cogito ergo sum. Oh, wow. Uh, of Look course, at you the, going this, all uh, Rene Latin. Descartes, the great philosopher and mathematician. I think, therefore, I am. Virgil died at 50. Uh, I, 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 I switched it around a little uh, on this one. Uh, sum ergo subsidy, as in it exists, therefore, we need to subsidize it. Uh, that is the sad tale, a very sad tale, ladies and gentlemen, of Descartes Labs, a once very promising tech firm, big brain power. They had contracts. They had clients. Uh, they emerged out of Los Alamos in, 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 a, in a rarity. Uh, and in fact, even the left-wing Brookings Institution has written about this, where uh, analyzing the extent to which the big brains at the national labs produce uh, entrepreneurship and booming tech companies in their communities, whether it's Lawrence Livermore or, you know, wherever, the Jefferson uh, Accelerator, the Argonne National Laboratory in Chicago, the Brookhaven in Long Island. Uh, and then, of course, we have not one, but two national laboratories in this uh, rather failing to thrive state, which should tell you a lot about how much federal uh, research uh, can translate into, into jobs and wealth. Uh, it's pretty rare. But, but in the case of Descartes Labs, it looked six, seven years ago that, wow, have we got a winner. Now, what they do is uh, they're big, big computer brains. They're human and, and otherwise. They take geospatial data. So they basically they download data from satellites, remote sensing satellites. And we've got satellites up there uh, in, in highly elliptical orbits and low Earth orbits and mid-range orbits and geosynchronous orbits. And they analyze this whole damn planet from, you know, just the, 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 the colors, the, you know, the visible spectrum of light. They analyze, uh, you know, air quality emissions. They analyze, uh, you know, other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum. And companies and governments, uh, nonprofit organizations can use that geospatial data to make better decisions. And it even gets down to the level of analyzing a, a large farm you can detect what part of your fields need more moisture than others because we do have microclimates. As someone who grew up in agriculture, one part of the orchard could be raining, the other part could be bone dry, even on a small orchard in, in New England. Like Sounds the like I my produce up. section. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, uh, yeah, satellites above with the, with the misting. Uh, so geospatial data determined from satellites, it's a wonderful thing that is helping humanity in so many ways. Uh, I guess originally back in the 60s and 70s just started out as weather weather satellites so they knew when a hurricane was coming and not just guessing and thinking, oh, well, you know, the barometric pressure has changed and maybe that means this and maybe that means that. So great story. The press from Descartes Labs, they emerged again out of, out of uh, Los Alamos and then they, they moved in, down into uh, Santa Fe. Mm. The, uh, you've never seen a company in New Mexico get more glowing. I don't even think Meow Wolf got, got more glowing press wow. than, than Descartes Lab. Uh, politicians wanted to align themselves with Descartes Labs. And it, uh, we'll get into uh, some reasons why, why that was true. But uh, I have a bunch of examples from 2015, uh, two from 2017, one from 2018, one from 2019. One as recently as 2020, in which the Santa Fe newspaper said that Descartes Labs, the geospatial analysis company, was, quote, the acknowledged leader of Santa Fe tech startups in recent Ooh. years. They also said oh. that it was firmly in growth mode. Well, a couple of weeks ago, the uh, tech superstar of New Mexico... <laughs> was bought at one what its co-founder called a fire sale. 
private equity, Antarctica <laughs> Capital, Antarctica Capital, based in New York City, where all those big money boys, you know, remember when Bain Capital was a big subject because Mitt Romney was involved with, with Chile, Bain Capital. Chile. And uh, they, they look at, you know, they, they look around for assets that uh, are maybe unvalued or, or mismanaged companies, and they kind of swarm in and scoop them up. In this and, case, it would be mismanaged. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it, strong indications of that. Very, very, very strong indications of that. So, after those initial years where things were looking really, really good, um, and, and we know this from a, a blog post that was put up by by one of the co-founders who, who uh, ratted nice. out what was going on. Oh, was it um, public? Wow. And I was actually, I didn't meet this guy, but I sat right next to him a couple Uh-oh. years ago at a Martin Heinrich event. I think you got um, to him, Dowd. You inspired him. It's like a brain <laughs> channeling. You're like, <laughs> start a blog, yes. start talking all sorts of trash about <laughs> your other founder. Um, way to go. Well, I was at a, uh, in, in the down, what's it called? The Rainforest ecosystem oh, incubator yeah. or whatever the brains go it's it's they're really smart down there so heinrich our, our beloved senior senator had an event and down there uh, about oh, artificial intelligence mm. uh, heinrich wants to think he thinks he's he knows something about stem because he has a degree in mechanical engineering although he, he left that profession as from what i can tell very very quickly and went into politics which probably suggests that maybe he wasn't a very good mechanical engineer Couldn't but find a job yeah that's yeah, not, not 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 great so anyway uh, a couple of years ago i sat next to mark johnson uh Heinrich had this event about artificial intelligence at the rainforest, whatever, in downtown. And, and it was all about how uh, New Mexico's wonderful opportunity in artificial intelligence, Martin Heinrich and a, and a Republican senator, were going to get together and establish a national artificial intelligence strategy oh. blueprint, you know, oh. all, all this stuff. And they had 21 speakers were there. 20 were from government entities. Oh. One was Descartes Labs, which ah! was born out of a government entity, okay? Subsidized. And, and when I saw that Mark Johnson, this, this guy, you know, cozy up with Heinrich, I was like, They're, that, that's the day Descartes Labs got on my radar, and I have uh, the digital equivalent of like 120 pages on them of various articles. Oh, better watch. Don't mess with the Dow 3000. Um, if, if you're in New Mexico, folks, I got, I got, I got your number. I, I, I got files on files and files. And, got Eddie, and if you kill me and burn down the apartment building, Eddie has a copy of all. Got your files, dead man so switch. He's, so, so you're going to have to do. And Eddie uh, is, I, I think, well armed. Anyway, so <laughs> this wonderful uh, uh, tech company, uh, this guy, Mark Johnson, actually, he co-founded it. He came from Stanford. He came out oh, of Silicon Valley. Guy, huh? And the local paper back when there was a local paper in Los Alamos in 2015 said, oh, their story reads like something from the heyday of Silicon Valley. Uh, and, and people over the years have called uh, Santa Fe the Silicon Mesa and how, you know, we're, <laughs> we're going to be just like Silicon Valley. Um, most of those dreams have uh, been uh, very, very, yeah, very uh, unrealized. So um, they boot him out. They boot out the co-founder and the CEO. His name is Mark Johnson. And Eddie, I got to give this guy credit because he is telling the truth as he sees it on this blog post. And he's also said people are telling him you'll never work in tech again because wow. you're, you're airing the dirty such laundry. A, such understanding liberals they are. Oh yeah, they're they're yeah they're yeah, well once you once you stray uh, from the herd you're you're done. So they booted him out. They he's, even kicked him off the board after they wow. fired him as CEO. The big debate, and I I grew up in a family business, and sometimes businesses have in, internal division. Let's let's put it that way. The big debate he was, and you're you know way more about tech than I do was. People within the company, I think Johnson was on this side, they would take their customers' requests for their geospatial data and basically act as a consulting firm and present you a product uh, rather than creating software for you to access their platform itself. And so there were people within the company who said, our job is to create apps and sell, the, and sell our software to people so they could use it 
themselves versus keeping it all in-house and serving as a, as a data consultant to clients. So that was, seems to be the major line of division between the camps within the company. Um, and this is a this is a rich this is a new Breaking Bad type of story. <laughs> they, this is broke this didn't break bad. It broke real bad. It broke with exactly bad. the type of things. That, I mean, this is war, and, and it got very nasty. I mean, this guy who was Silicon Valley connected and garnered all this press, and, and Mark Johnson, he, he gave a little money to Act Blue, um, not not as much as the other guy. I'll talk they about have to, in a minute. Right? You can't. You I, don't. He, you don't get to speak he, around twenty government officials without he, donating. You got to play Blue. ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he cozied up to Alan Weber and all those people up in Santa Fe, uh, and then we'll we'll get into another Santa Fe mayor wow. in, in, in a second. So this they booted him out, and, and so he wrote a couple of days ago, uh, well, about two weeks ago, he, he put up this lengthy. I mean, it's like a half hour read, uh, deep dive because he's bitter, and a lot of us. Uh, when a relationship ends, when a job ends, you know, you, you want to tell your side of the story. So I'll, I'll give this guy credit for laying out, uh, and I called it a creed occur. It's more of a creed to spleen because he, he really, he really leveled some accusations. Um, and so here's, I think the, the most relevant one. Um, he received a phone call from an angry board member in April, April 1st of 2022 this yeah. year, uh, not April fools. Uh, when it, when mm. it came to this thing, yeah, the company, yeah. this company that had contracts with major private sector, governmental sector entities was about to run out of cash. They hadn't billed a single penny against a massive government contract they had won. They'd missed their numbers every quarter. It was burning cash at a rate of $2.3 million a month. When they fired Johnson, one of the uh, excuses that the board used was he was a CEO. He was overseeing the burning of $1 million in cash a month. So to solve the problem, they got rid of the guy who was burning a million a month and they moved on to burn 2.3 million a month. I'm not a businessman, but that doesn't sound good to me at all. Uh, he said that the acquisition process had been botched and it seemed like the company didn't have any options. He was flabbergasted. How could a company that ended the year 2021 with over $17 million in revenue be close to folding? He started calling around investors, current employees, past employees, customers that he knew. He went from being flabbergasted to horrified. Everyone, including board members, agreed that the company and the sales process had been grossly yeah. mismanaged. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, I, and folks, I'm just hitting the topical parts of this uh, philosophygeek.medium.com. Mm -hmm. uh, the title there, this might be worth a, a nice weekend read at the swimming pool. Descartes Labs posing as the traitorous eight. Yes. And as you hit each of these little chapters, the Descartes Labs dialectic, and then you get into this whole thing and the last uh, portion that's titled here, the post-founder era along with an unnecessary implosion, burn, baby, burn. Yep. My he, God. He tells the whole story. as, as There's he, no doubt he's smart know. enough to protect his assets and uh, at the very same time probably see a lawyer if he could go ahead and publish this stuff. Well, Eddie, this he, is protecting a hell of a lot of taxpayer money. He, he describes, not at length, but because I don't really understand how stock options work. I'm fairly new to the for-profit sector. I'm, I'm ready to explore how stock options work. But he, I guess when he left, he agreed to being booted out, but he restructured the stock options to his okay. benefit, I guess. Okay, so, it. you know, he'll, he'll, I don't know that he'll be made whole, but at well, least no, he'll get something. Well, no, and, NDC. Right. or NDA. Well, clearly not. Yeah. Um, or, or he's in a hell of a lot of trouble. So um, I, I walked through all the the, the, the the shooting star that this was and then the, the, the failure. And of course, the reader is prompted to think, who cares? I'm not a worker there. I'm not an investor there. I'm not a client there. The reason you should care as a resident of New Mexico, particularly one who pays taxes, is this is New Mexico. When the tiniest green shoot of economic development ever pops up, the politician's rush toward it to shower it with cash. 
You, ladies and gentlemen, have given money to this enterprise that just got bought at a fire sale by private equity out of New York City. They had to. And you are not going to get all that money back. You might get a little, but you're not going to get anywhere near most of it back. All they right. got, they qualified. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly how much they, they, how much was dispersed to them. They qualified for an eventual $800,000 in Local Economic Development Act money. Lead that was up. to uh, refurbish yeah. an office in downtown Santa Fe. And, and we're going to get into who works in that office right now wow. because it's pretty interesting. This is so um, good. And then the other thing is the job training incentive program, JTIP. They love JTIP. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they got 400 grand in that. So they got over a million dollars. $1.2 million. Uh, either qualified or received. And training. That's uh, like setting up an entire business of, for them. Of, of your money. And, of course, they received, at one point, a single, whatever, Series A or Series B of, of, of investment because that's B. how they say in VC. Yeah. They got 30 million from private investors why they were tapping taxpayers when they were getting you know huge infusions of cash cash because people in the private sector believed in this company because these people were big brained people coming out of los alamos what is more a more prestigious name in 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 government science than los alamos national laboratory people literally use los alamos to uh, justify other programs right. because they built the bomb the successfully waste, and it right. won the war in the Pacific theater. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they were able to raise a lot of cash, but they still wanted cash from you anyway. Okay. So we don't really know what the future holds. We don't know how much of that money we're going to get back. So Descartes you, labs, why, why should you not care about this? Uh, why should, why should you not shed any tears for the people involved in this? They, they have always played politics. Their co-founder with Mr. Johnson named Stephen Brumby, uh, who's a native Australian, gave a total of $6,000 to Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and that pack we mentioned, Act Blue. Uh, he fled and he's now associated with some company in D.C. This is the worst, though. In 2018, Descartes Labs brought on the former mayor who just left office a couple of months earlier, Javier Gonzalez. Oh. Now it's very sad. He passed away earlier this year. He was a young man. We don't wish, we you know, wish his family the best, but he was a Ultimo democratic party politico. He was mm. the chairman of the, the democratic party. Yep. He was the mayor of Santa Fe who presided over the subsidization of Descartes labs only to be hired by them several months after he left the office of the mayor, New Mexico politics, in microchasm, ladies and gentlemen, right, right, right there. And beyond the politics stuff, I, 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 I give two examples of how they helped the Lujan Grisham administration engage in uh, some pretty awful stuff. Remember lockdown? It's so hard to forget. We're so nostalgic for lockdown. Remember when Dr. Disgrace used to talk about uh, 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 moving around and traffic on the highways and, and it, it, it graded on the ears of people who heard that because they were thinking what, what are they talking about? How many New Mexicans are moving around and where, you know, traffic on the highways and interactions. Descartes Labs, uh, Descartes Labs was using their, their geospatial data and handing it to the Lujan Grisham administration. And CNN did a whole piece on how wonderful it was that the lab was using, quote, cell phone data from a third party as a way to gauge whether residents are adhering to social distancing models. The company you subsidized was spying on you and handing the data to Lujan Grisham so that she could wag her finger and say, I'm watching you at the airport. I'm watching you on Facebook. Descartes Labs was part of that op. Nice, isn't it? 
They are also participating with the governor's administra- uh, administration to track methane. Uh, of course, the governor the governor's, uh, hates the oil and gas sector, and they are trying to clamp down on methane. Of course, the industry already has enough incentive to clamp down on methane emissions because methane is their product, natural gas. They have every incentive in the world. We should be helping them with permitting and expanding infrastructure and, and pipelines. That's the way to crack down on methane leaking and being vented, but that, that's never the priority. So they're on board with all the global green nonsense. They helped Luhan Grisham uh, in, the, uh, in, in the bad, bad, bad old days of Rona. How are they in terms of economic development in New Mexico? Well, despite that subsidization, because of Rona and because of the internal dissent within the company, they are down to only 17 Santa Fe-based employees. The majority of their employees are spread. They're working out of their homes. Their homes in New York City, Denver, San Francisco, Austin, and Minneapolis. They have a small office still in Santa Fe, 17 employees total, most of whom are working at home. And according to one executive there, uh, very few, quote unquote, are in that Santa Fe office on a daily basis. Private equity bought them not long after this Antarctica Capital, New York, Manhattan, private equity firm bought Earth Daily Analytics, a very similar company. It's really not hard to see them going out into this particular industry, geospatial data, uh, 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 downloading it and analyzing it for customers. They're buying up geospatial data companies and maybe going to just sort of merge them all together. Maybe there even won't be a Descartes lab anymore. Maybe there won't be any employees at all in Santa Fe. And this was the company. This was the gazelle that they always talk about. You know, this is our gazelle companies. They're leaping forward. You know, our 40, our, oh, what was it? The 40, the, the soaring 40 or something. They always have those stupid lists where flying, the, flying 40. 40 to, every, every, every city has one of those about how our companies are, you know, th- these are our booming companies. This was the company that was proof positive that tech transfer out of the national labs was a real thing. It was proof positive that, that IT, the technology was going to start booming in New Mexico. It is a dumpster fire that was sold at a fire sale. And there's no question we're not going to get back all of the money we gave this company. Dow, this requires, let me step in here. Sure. And take a deep breath and uh, grab some water. Okay. So that is doubt at its finest. <laughs> this particular piece of report, my, my brain is blown. Uh, the image of drinking through a fire hose, you just did it. Let's break this down a little bit. This should be a book, honestly. So just a quick and dirty uh, few things just picking up here. Fast Company was owned by Alan Weber, okay? It was started with Alan Weber. He sold it prior to him becoming mayor, okay? You have, excuse me, Javier Martinez, who was part of this. You had Gonzalez. Gonzalez, whatever. I don't know. $800,000 in build-out and real estate uh, assistance and then $400,000 in training assistance. That's pretty much all you need to go ahead and start a company. They took all of that and now they've burnt themselves down on a fire sale. Now you go back and you look at the picture and you need to share this doubt. They recreated a picture called the traitorous eight. It's an actual famous 1960 photo. Did you see this part? Yeah, I did. And they literally redid everything top to bottom, what they did back in 1957 through 1960 in Silicon Valley. Just your typical New Mexico image recognition startup. 19, in 2015, this was written up by an Alan Weber, Alan Weber magazine. He was a mentor, they say. 
Wow. Is this stealing from the government? Is this stealing from the state of New Mexico? Is this stealing? I think that this constitutes stealing. So it's a fly-by-night, essentially, operation that never turned out a single product, got burnt to the ground after getting nearly $200 million in investments. Is that what were a total number? Did I get that uh, t- right? A total, uh, 100, in inve- 100 million in investment, and I think 200 million total with revenue that came in from customers. So. And it's... In- and they never build, right? Is that correct? Uh, for that period, yeah, they, they were not building. They were not building. Kind of important if you want to bring in that revenue. Okay, so all this money was invested. This is like another Virgin Galactic, except this one is particularly on steroids uh, because they did it right all underneath the governor's nose while at the very same time executing a plan on behalf of the governor to track you during COVID. Is that, did I get that correct? Yeah, okay. Yeah. They were very public about it. Disgrace. Dr. Disgrace used to praise Descartes Labs on those press conferences all the time. There's a larger story here. Um, how much did they sell for? Uh, private equity. We don't know. So change hands never hit the market. There's no way to get any sort of disclosure, despite the fact that $1.2 million came from the state of New Mexico to do I, this. I plan to follow up with Mark Johnson to see if he'll talk to me. <laughs> okay. It'd be nice if he would. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, this is your uh, this is the hit piece of the election season. And I think this micro becomes the macro of what we should be talking about. What Michelle Lujan Grisham thinks about, you know, private equity in conjoining with, uh, you know, public monies going to companies like this who sell. And I guarantee every one of these guys is paid off with a house paid for in that guaranteed, guaranteed everything. These guys got everything soup to nuts, completely and totally taken care of. And they're going to be on the tack of us. You need to pay attention to this. The cart labs, uh, what sold last week or the week before? I think that because it's all private, we heard about it in early August. I think someone said it happened in late July. So it's fairly recent. Okay. And then you look at this trader estate was a group of eight employees who left Shockley semiconductors to found Fairchild semiconductors. So they knew what they were grabbing, where they were running, and they had the enablers, classic enablers, of course, uh, Javier Sanchez, uh, Alan Weber, and Michelle Lujan Grisham. All right, continue. Just so we had a complete and total clarity on all the, the events they're going through. This is a lot. Uh, and even in the final year or two of, Mich- of uh, uh, Susana Martinez's administration, there are multiple press releases from her economic development department saying Descartes Labs is one of our, you know, a success story for New Mexico. So this is a, a bipartisan thing, although b- being where they're coming out of Los Alamos and Santa Fe, obviously, was much more Democrats. Uh, Valerie Plame praised them. Uh, Peter Worth, he's the state Senate majority All leader. Democrats. His wife, who also happens to be on the city council, shock, shock, uh, Romero Worth, uh, she called this company our, you know, the future. Uh, everybody, just everybody was on board for this company. And uh, it's it's just it's just that kind of classic mixing of the uniparty in New Mexico with private economic advantage, accessing taxpayer funds. You're better than Larry Barker, sir. I mean, honestly, well, this Eddie, is so listen, I will good. Give, I will give credit to the Santa Fe paper for covering the sale of this. Now, I don't think they 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 you never went back. About it otherwise? They never you... went back and looked at the whole perspective, right? Okay. I mean, they were just covering the the fact that it was sold at a at a fire sale. And frankly, I think the only reason they knew about it is because Mr. Johnson posted this blog post, this lengthy blog post about how upset he was about how this wonderful company that he co-founded was sold for a fire sale, which means you know pennies on the dollar in all probability. He was just very proud of this company and to see it uh, fall into the the state of disrepair that it has. So again, if this were all private. It'd be none of my business. It'd be none of your business. But when the Pauls mix themselves with this, when they take your tax dollars and devote it to the to the benefit of private individuals, 
damn it, folks, I think it is our business. So uh, rockoftalk.chat, you can read it yourself. I think it's example 3,745 of why we should not be subsidizing corporations in New Mexico. We should not be subsidizing business. Come here or, 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 or found a startup, even if, if you already live here, we will give you low taxes. We will give you reasonable regulations. We will give you safe streets. We are not going to give you money from the public coffers. It's not the appropriate role of government. And when it happens and the press releases are issued when things are going well, you don't really hear much about it when everything falls apart, do you? Um, I think we need to pay a little more attention to these kinds of things, folks. And that's kind of why the Dowd 3000 exists and uh, oh, why rockoftalk.chat exists. This is the best. I am... Uh... I can make so much out of this, and I think that we will. A little Lefty Frizzell, always late and never late, at 4 in the morning in your inbox. It is rockoftalk.chat. Always love Lefty. Uh, a crazy old alcoholic, but he wrote some good songs. Won't you come to my arms, sweet darling, and stay always late with your kisses. Why, oh, why do you want to do me this way? How long do you think? Why, why, uh, why, why, why always late there, D-Dowd Musk? I gotta, gotta ask. Is there, is there a message behind uh, that? Just, I love that Lefty's voice. Lefty. Horrible, abusive, drunk, but, you know, that, that describes most of our great country classic <laughs> singers, though. Yeah, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> but Hank, not a member of the 27 Club. He, was, uh, he went out at 29. I know that. So, uh, um, my gosh, this was so much, and it's so good. Can we possibly submit IPRAs? Can we uh, get those and get some responses on, you know, the information that was given to Descartes and why? Because mm -hmm. I just think that there's just a mountain of information, not to mention uh, all the IPRA information, because I'm reading here, and this is the part that caught my eye. The number one job of a CEO is not to let a company run out of money. Burn had steadily been increasing quarter after quarter. Cloud costs had ballooned to 800K a month. I mean, this is basically testimony. Mm -hmm. This is what, in my opinion, it's written. He is a guy. Copy it, save it, paste it, whatever. That, that could be seen as <clears throat> yes, a, no, an is. exhibit in a future civil Absolutely. Case, On behalf yes. of the taxpayers. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Hiring had continued despite an inability to deliver any revenue. Why did they not cut costs? The reasoning from the CEO to the board, which he was a member of, was that an RIF during an acquisition process would be bad optics. You know what they call that? They call that stuff in the ballot. You know what they call that? Uh, leading the witness. You know what they call that? It's basically exactly what Chamath Palapatia did, oh, yes, as yes. well as uh, as well as um, Branson. Yeah, uh, Richard we, Branson. We bring, we bring him here, don't we, folks? Wow, <laughs> this is really, really something. So, whew. And nobody will hear about it unless they listen here to the Rock of Talk. A little traveling Riverside Blues. Uh, D-Dowd Musk. Gotta, had to have some Zeppelin. Yeah, we got a little from the Coda here. A BBB, a BBBBB session, BBC session. A little Led Zeppelin for about 45 seconds. <laughs> Oh, man, that's some good stuff. All right. Uh, always late. We did Rio. 
Uh, I didn't realize Johnny Cash does a lot of covers, uh, D-Doubt. He did uh, this one as well, the original, I, I guess. The old Hank Snow. That's right, folks. Uh, here it is. Uh, you might have remembered it from Cash, but it's actually Hank Snow, I guess. When along came a semi with a high and canvas covered load. If you're going to win a muck of mine, with me you can ride. So I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand that I said, listen, bud, I traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert's bare, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I traveled my share, man. A little uh, vaudevillian there. Hey, uh, did you hear the barbershop quartet in the background? Uh, indeed, there? originally an Australian song. They really? had to change the lyrics when they brought it to America for for Hank Snow. Of course, Hank Snow has soft spot in my heart for his song "Buckaroo," which if, if Eddie started playing, I would weep my eyes out because that's what I call my my nephew. So I had to pick a different Hank Snow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, originally uh, an Australian an Australian song, and I've always loved it because uh, I. I Eddie was a Vegas guy, but I spent most of my time in Nevada up in the northern part mm. and uh, traveling between Reno and Elko, Elko. and Winnemucca. Uh, Winnemucca I, would, yeah. I used to buy gas in Winnemucca, Winnemucca all the time, bro. and I worked with a man who was raised in Winnemucca 100 years ago. So I've always had a, uh, I've always kept Winnemucca in my mind. You, you know I'm not going to be able to get away from this. The all see well, I was humping my bluey on the dusty Udna data road when along came a semi with a high and canvas covered load. Uh, if you're going to Udna data, mate, um, make and ride. So I climbed in the cabin and I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand. I said, Listen, mate. I've traveled every road in this hill land Cause I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I've breathed the mountain air, man I've traveled oh, Those prisoners down in Austin, Australia, they do it pretty well. The prisoners yeah. and cowboys. Uh, but, I, it's a little, you know. That's a little, not a knife, mate. This is a knife. You get a little skiffle in yeah. that, I think. Remember the skiffle that you know predated the, the British invasion? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what a skiffle is. It was, what it was is a, like, yeah, pre, early Beatles, early, you know, Stones kind of stuff. Hmm. Late 50s, early 60s. All right, then uh, Van Halen or Van Hagar? What do we got here? You're, you don't go Van Hagar. You're David old. Lee, come on. Yeah, there he is. Unchained. Nobody does it better than Eddie. Van Halen, that is. Being Jewish could be uh, so cool. Uh, him and Dee Snyder, right? An uh, overlooked gem with Van Halen. That that's, is that's a, a good one. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good well, one. I go for the deep cuts. What is what is uh, what do they say about hipsters? Um, how many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> oh, no, it's a really obscure number. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one. The Osborne Brothers, one of my favorites. Oh, by the way. Originally, 
It's written by Budlow and Felice Bryan about a beautiful spot just out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And on February the 15th, 1982, this song was voted by the General Assembly of Tennessee as one of their official state songs. And we were very fortunate to be the first group to have the first record on this. And since then, it's been recorded over 100 times. And we look back on dear old Rocky Top. First time I ever heard it in my life. My father was an athlete and went to Boston College. We we went up to a BC game when I was young, and Tennessee was playing, and they played Rocky Top. And that oh was my gosh! First, first time. I heard, and Tennessee is. If I didn't live in New Mexico, I think I might be in Tennessee because I just love that state. The people really? are so nice. There's Road no trip. Civil War history. There's no income tax. If I ever am driven out of New Mexico, it's it's either Tennessee or Idaho for me. I think uh, one 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 or the other. I just love that state. I can't even believe. And speaking of uh, traveling, getting on the road, uh, Oklahoma City's own Flaming Lips. I've been to a Flaming Lips. Have you ever been to a Flaming Lips concert? No. My gosh, they them. are amazing. They're one of my favorites. I've got to forward it through this. They do uh, have a tendency to cuss a lot, just so you know. But not in this one, I don't think. Hopefully. Not. But in your dreams, you can. Blow his head off. <laughs> this is an old song. Show no mercy. <laughs> Best line in the song. One of the best concerts you'll ever go to. I, I got a, I got a, a sidestep here, even though it is your birthday. I've got a sidestep, and uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen you've you since we're are we the number two uh, nerd place now? Is that the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of flaming lips uh, that is out there, and uh, oh, let's see if I can uh, find it real quick. It's been some time. There's a lot of remakes of a lot of flaming lips that uh, a lot of people just pick out because I think people have never you know, heard them before, but, oh, this is, of course, You're gonna do this, Yoshimi versus the robot. Uh, I like that one, yeah, <laughs> but this is actually filmed in Las Vegas, um, actually downtown, and I believed, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, actual video was filmed while I was in Vegas. Wow. Uh, yeah, downtown Vegas, and this, of course, is uh, Do You Realize, and uh, one of my absolute favorite songs, period. I played it maybe once on the station before. It is amazing. Take a listen. This one filmed right outside the Golden Nugget, right up and down, a la U2, right? I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's where they filmed this one. And uh, this one is, uh, do you realize? We'll let this play for a sec. We'll do this one for my Uncle Joe, who passed away yesterday. I'll miss him, but I hadn't seen him in 10 years, so this is a good one. We'll leave it there. Back in three. Thanks for listening.
That's the official state rock song, by the way, of the great state of Oklahoma. Oh, I don't know if you knew that. Oh, there you go. March 2009 was announced as the official state song. After winning an online vote among 10 finalists as authorized by the Oklahoma State Legislature, out of 21,000 votes cast, 51% were for that very song. Huh? There you go. It's a landslide. <laughs> yeah, land, that is. <laughs> Given that there could be thousands of others. Uh, I had like to, what, did they stuff the uh, ballot boxes in that? Uh, <laughs> Not the, in Oklahoma. The, yeah, the, the lead singer for that band is, he's kind of an amazing guy, Wayne Coyne. Um, and the the visuals you get and the stage setting and the kickoffs and stuff, they do, it's an amazing thing. I um, saw it when I was uh, doing my uh, campaign work <clears throat> for the other side. Yeah, and we happened to. Pass right through old. He's been Little repenting Rock. for decades. Lately. Yeah, I really have. Well, not decades, <laughs> but at least a decade and, and a half. I also saw the gourds. So much drama in LBC. It's trying to haunt playing soup the double G. Remember? I love that. They, 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 the gourds play that. They play gin and juice. They do the whole. Oh, it's, a, it's great. Oh, sorry. We, we got to get back to uh, 
D-Dowd's playlist as we run out of time here. This one from the straight man, straight cowboy, maybe in some ways, one of the greatest cowboys ever. George Strait, very popular here in good old Albuquerque. The cowboy rides away. Such a gentleman. Oh, the women love that man. Oh, I mean, nobody looked better in a cowboy hat without uh, looking too much a cowboy. There comes a time in all of our lives when you need to ride away, folks. <laughs> I think about the not times today. When not I, today. When I had to ride away, that's why that song resonates with me. Sometimes you got uh, LMA ride away. Morse. I don't know this one, Mister Five by Five. Oh, about this. Oh yeah, yeah. little uh, whipple in the nipple. <laughs> there we go, Mister Five by Five. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. I'm a This is good. What are they? What, what's that thing in front of the horn? Uh, it's got a name, I know. Wah, wah, wah. Lots of dancing in your lineup. Lay it on us, LMA. Twirl my turban, man alive. You call Mr. Five by Five. He's one of those big, fat, bouncing boys. Solid, ever do poise. Mr. Five by Five. He's five feet tall and he's five feet wide. Wow. Mr. Five Feet Five Five by Five. I never heard that song. That's a that's a good. Uh, I learned that from the, the great talk show host Howie Carr. Whenever there was a really fat Irish politician in Boston, that was the, <laughs> the theme that he would trot out, and he would call him Mr. Five by Five. Wow. Uh, we're gonna go uh, go full Willie here with uh, the, the the man who loves the ganja and uh, hanging out in Texas, uh, West Texas zone. Willie Nelson. Blue eyes crying in the rain. This is a good one. When we kissed goodbye and parted, I knew we'd never. Love is like a dying ember, and only memories remain. And through the ages, what color are Willie's eyes? Hard to believe that man's been married as many times. Imagine their smoky eyes at this point. Can he see? He's got the he's got the degeneration, macular degeneration sitting in right about now, right? You're, uh, That's supposed uh, to fight glaucoma, right? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, you can get your scissor if you want to do that. That fights something. I don't know. I think they just fight with each other once you do that. Little uh, Donovan, one of my favorite groups, Dowd. I'm glad you picked them. This one called Atlantis and uh, a little good song. I haven't heard this in a while. I actually know this song. The continent of Atlantis was an island which lay before the great flood in the area we now call the Atlantic Ocean. So great an area of land that from her western shores those beautiful sailors journeyed to the south and the North Americas with ease in their ships with painted sails to the east Africa was her neighbor across a short strait of sea miles the great Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture the antediluvian kings colonized the world all the gods who play in the mythological dramas, in all legends from all lands, were from fair Atlantis. Did it actually exist, Al? <laughs> Only Donovan knows. Only Donovan knows. Only man could sing like that. Uh, I remember him, uh, Season of the Witch, of course. That was my second choice for Donovan. Oh, was it? Okay. I just, Donovan. you know, that's the song that Scorsese picked to to be the background music to Billy Bats being kicked to death oh. by, by De Niro and Pesci. And there's that scene where there's blood everywhere and Pesci looks up at Ray Liotta and says, I'm sorry to be getting blood on your floor. And there's a look on Henry oh. Hill, Ray Liotta's face like, I, I don't even, am, is this even happening? I don't even remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's, uh, look, why don't we delve into that a uh, little bit <laughs> just for a moment. Uh, indulge in the, why, why do they always pick it on little guys? You know what I mean? Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, but, you notice Joe Pesci, they always take him out at the end of those mafia yeah, movies. He, he yeah, he gets his karma, karma finds Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> he asked for it. He asked for it. Yeah, you know it. Here it is. Oh, yeah. That's right. I got to jump back into that. I, yeah, I got to jump. We only got a few minutes uh, here left on your birthday. We they call him the make... British Dylan, Donovan. Yeah, they call is, that, is that right? Yeah. 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 Here's uh, Mr. Blue from the Fleetwoods. Oh, the... It's going to be quite the extensive list tonight. Uh, it's the British <laughs> invasion all over the place. Yeah. Our guardian star lost all his glow the day that I lost you. He lost all his glitter the day you said no, and his silver turned to blue. Like him, I am doubtful that your love is true. But if you decide to call on me, ask for Mr. Blue. I'm Mr. Blue. When you say you love me, then prove it by going out on the slide, proving your love isn't true. Call me Mr. Blue. All right. 
right, nice touch there, Doug. It was either that or Blue Velvet by Bobby oh, Benton. It was wow. a close, close, close why, why photo the, finish between those why, two. Why the blue there? At the, at <laughs> because the people end. don't know about the Fleetwoods, and they should. It's, it's a great group back yeah, in the day. Back that, in. I don't even think that. Ella, we're going in with an Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> song. Uh, she's unable to lunch Oh, today. great killing song. There One of my go. favorite killing songs. Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today madam miss otis regret she's unable to lunch today she is sorry to be delayed but last evening down in lover's lane she strayed Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. When wow, she that is. Uh, uh, you'll have to nice. find out, folks, uh, why she can't make lunch. Oh, a little bit of violence happened in oh. in Lovers Lane. Wow. Well, you know, that's uh, <laughs> as every uh, as every good love story ends, oftentimes, and. Uh, violence and uh, we're going to let you take us out of the last one but uh, I actually there's one that I didn't play of all of your list I promised to to do that but there is one that I will wrap the show with uh, at the very end um, but uh, this one is Happy Jack are you a happy man there who had to be in there who had and the who a little Happy Jack uh, from the who uh, here in the Kiva as we celebrate Dowd's 50th uh, birthday here on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. He lived in the sand at the island. The kids would all sing, he would sing on key. So they rode on his head in the Very genius song. Okay. Uh, the musicality of it, the bongos, and then oh. the, the humming. That's... One of the best commercials ever had this as the theme. It was what was it? An SUV where it starts up and there's a bunch of kids with their soapbox derby racers, and they've got their their rocket ships and everything, and their flames, you know, streaky aerodynamic cars. And this kid comes in a huge wooden SUV, and then the kids laugh at him. And then they start down the track, and it's a winding track, and he immediately turns left and he goes across the road. Bump, 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 straight down to the finish line while the other kids are going back down the switchbacks. And he's he, in his big bulky SUV. He goes right through the um, the finish line, and he he looks back at all the kids who hated him behind him, and he just has this complete look of contempt <laughs> on his face. It's, it's one of the best commercials I've that's ever seen. Doubt. That is doubt in that uh, straight maybe, maybe line. Maybe I see myself a little. Yeah, bit. I think you did. Oh, that's a beautiful. All right, Doubt. Happy fiftieth uh, to you. Thank Take you, us sir. out. Best uh, best birthday gift people can give you is. Subscribe, folks. Uh, Rockoftalk.chat. Less than 20 cents a day, you get all the my various brain pickings, plus the podcast version of the show. No commercials and the Daily Blast. 
for which today, uh, the articles that were popular, uh, our link list, number one, actually all three were true crime. Number one, guy got arrested for shooting at cops at Walmart at Rio Rancho. You probably should be arrested for something like that. Yeah, I think so. uh, number two, homicide in Clovis of all places. A 42-year-old man allegedly gunned down a 16-year-old kid. It's like Albuquerque's metastasizing, you know, outside of the of the of the metro. Uh, number three, uh, Jennifer 53 killed Nick 42. They were up all night drinking vodka. Oh. Nick punched her in the stomach. Dang it. Uh, he went, got a revolver out of the bedroom, pointed it at his head, and said, "You should pull the trigger." Wow. And apparently, she did. Uh, but she said it was an accident, so she picked up 13 years for we that. Not, not, not a relationship written yeah. in the stars. Uh, number four, uh, Fox uh, interviewed some crazy guy from Albuquerque about how statues. I was only at number uh, four? Uh, yeah, what? I'm, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, true crime beats Eddie Aragon. Wow. Every time. <laughs> that was number four. Uh, and number five, uh, liberals have a new thing to panic over, ladies and gentlemen. My parents will relate to this because they say the rosary all the time. Uh, hate speech and uh, terroristic activity can result from saying the rosary. There it is. Those rosaries are pretty bad. This one we're wrapping it up with. Well, why'd you pick Baldamente, the pink room? My theme music. There it is. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Happy 50th, Dowd. We'll see you tomorrow bright and early for a hump day here in the Kivo on AM600 Kiavi, abq.fm. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.